Mondays. <laughs> Case of the Mondays? Case of the Mondays. So, hey, welcome in. It's the Squadcast on a Monday. Uh, sorry for throwing you off if you missed the memo, Katie. Uh, but, hey, we're here. <laughs> uh, we had a special episode. We couldn't pass up this opportunity. Uh, it is a Monday night. However, it is an off day for the Toronto Blue Jays. And, of course, I'm not going to bury the lead. Our special guest tonight is Ross Stripling. He's not with us yet. He's going to come on in about 15 to 20 minutes, so stay tuned for that. Uh, but that is why we're on a Monday. The Blue Jays have an off day. We wanted to strike hard and strike fast uh, while he was available to join us live. Last time we had him on, we had to pre-record it. It was still great, but we missed that audience interaction. So we wanted to give that to you guys. So if you if you wait around, hang out for 15, 20 minutes, we're going to be bringing Ross onto the show. Super excited. He's going to be in Washington, D.C. with the Blue Jays on their road trip. Uh, so we're super happy that he's back for round two on the Squadcast. Max, welcome in. How are you doing on a Monday? Do you feel as weird as I do today? You know what? I am it, off. It, it's a little off. It's a little bit different, but you know what? We're going to battle through it. We're going to persevere, and it's going to be just fine, because like you said, when you get an opportunity to speak to a current Major League pitcher, especially for our favorite ball club, that's yeah. what you do. You Not move bad. the show a day, and like I said, the guy's kind of a big deal. He's having a very good season on the IL right now, but we'll catch up with Ross and see what he's got to say about uh, how he's feeling these days, and here's hoping he's feeling a good little uh, postseason run for the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, super excited for that. We have a lot of questions. And if you have any questions for Ross, of course, ask us anything. Ask Ross anything. Send in Hulk Hogan. Ask us anything throughout the night. We will try to get your questions. I feel in like we're secondary evening. to Ross, though. Yeah, yeah. You know, Send in your Ross questions. And if you have anything for us, we'll, we'll dabble. Uh, but yeah, definitely send in your questions as we go. Uh, we have a lot to talk about uh, throughout the night, so we'll try to get to everything as much as we possibly can. Uh, thank you. Of course, we are presented each and every night by our good friends Rox and Dar at Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions. Uh, they present the show. They uh, help us turn the lights on and off every night for sure. Uh, and Jordan and the boys in the back uh, also appreciate them as well. Uh, if you need help with anything to do with your business in terms of uh, maximizing the efficiency of your supply chain, uh, anything you got going on that you need for your business, they can handle it for you. Roxanne and Darnell, they basically take all the headache away from running your operation and running your business. They can handle it all for you. Great customer service, great people. Happy anniversary to them. They're, they're yes. celebrating in Niagara Falls. Very happy uh, anniversary. Very jealous. It looks like a great trip. Certainly. Uh, and we're looking forward to having them back maybe in the studio when they get back uh, in the next little while. Here's rockstar.com. You can check them out if you need help with your business. Uh, they are great people. Top of the order. We got to get right to it tonight. We're not messing around. Uh, we got a starting pitcher coming in, and you know how starting pitchers are with their routine. They got to, yep. everything is, is routinized. Absolutely. Timing is important. So let's do 722 it. 722 on the dot. Now, this is going to be a good one, Max, because first topic is for you, and I'm going to finish off. Oh, it's off, for me. I'm going to finish off my pregame prep. I got to get my pre show. Sounds good. Going. How long do you need? How long do I got? A uh, couple minutes at least. I'm almost Ooh, done, but I do have a couple minutes, things hey? to do here. The Nashville Predators have finally inked UC Saros, their goaltender, to a four-year deal, $5 million per deal, $20 million total. Uh, he was a Vesna. He got some Vesna consideration. He mm -hmm. wasn't. A, he wasn't a finalist, but he was definitely up there in the conversation. Totally got snubbed. Some of the best gear in the league. I love the all yellow. It's love great it. Setup, Big fan. Hey? Uh, now. Um, there's a lot of goalies being signed in the last little while. And we talked about this, mm -hmm. I think, last week. Uh, Shostyrkin in New York. Um, Hart, Carter Hatt. And uh, Ilya Simsonov in Washington. Mm -hmm. Three goalies, three very different contracts. And 
great. I, I like this one because it's kind of right in the middle. Mm-hmm. And I, I told you this before the show, now that I can talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, <laughs> this is giving me Freddie Anderson vibes because when they signed Freddie Anderson in Toronto, traded slash signed, signed him, it was a five-year, $5 million deal, and he was 26. Same deal with UC Saros. He's been a starter uh, in the league. He's played some big games. And now they're kind of starting a new rebuild around him. Not a rebuild, a retool. Uh, around him, and he's the centerpiece. Kind of how the Leafs did. You know, they were very young. They developed. They got to a winning team. Let's not talk about the rest. But Max, hit me with UC Soros. What's your What's your take? I tell you what, man. I absolutely love this deal, and this is my non biased take of it. This is exactly what the Nashville Predators needed to do to finish up this off season. Uh, as you alluded to earlier, Clark, it's it's been a, an aggressive retooling. A lot of uh, transitory pieces moving out that had been with the organization a long time. And this was something I wrote about uh, in my article for Predlines today. Go check that out if you haven't had a chance to as of yet. Predlines.com. But either way, this was the official final step in the passing of the torch from. Pac- Rene, newly freshly retired to UC Saros, the 26-year-old fellow Finnish countryman netminder. Uh, what can I say about the guy? He literally saved the Nashville Predators season. They were literally one to one and a half percent chance of making the playoffs, and UC decided, hey, we're going to throw the team on my back, going to earn a nice little contract extension in the offseason. He's deserving of every dollar, and I think being in a state where there is no state tax, uh, that certainly helped in the final AAV of this a little bit, but with that being said, he gets a sizable raise a very much heavily deserved raise. And with that being said, this is a, again, transitory period for the Nashville Predators where four years is going to be kind of a telltale sign of where this team goes. They just picked up some younger pieces. Cody Glass, obviously, from Vegas. Philippe Myers coming in for Ryan Ellis. There's, again, just a lot of moving parts with this team that don't necessarily know for sure what you're going to get, but one thing you know that you're going to get is UC Saros backstopping you every night and giving you a chance to win, as he's done for the last couple of seasons. Like you said, Clark, it's been that transition period where Saros has been gradually gaining more games every single season from Pekka Rene as Pekka's aged out. And uh, now it's his time to shine. Four years, $20 million. Uh, this is exactly kind of right in the wheelhouse of where I was hoping this would end up. Hey, if they paid him north of six, wouldn't have been upset with that either. He's traditionally had a little bit of slower starts. The Predators brass is banking on that not happening anymore anyways for the foreseeable future. But the other thing that you kind of have to take into account when you look at the term of the deal, four years, Yaroslav Askarov, 11th overall pick in 2020, a lot of people saying he potentially could be, knock on wood, the next Andre Vasilevsky. So four years gives Saros that time to either solidify that that's going to be his crease for the entirety of his career, much like Pekka Rene, exactly like Pekka Rene, or again, four years to kind of tell the tale of maybe it's time to transition to Askarov, and we'll see what happens with Saros. But at the end of the day, fantastic netminder, highly underrated netminder across the entire NHL, but man, oh man, there's just been so many moments this year that I could point to where I say he is absolutely worth every single penny oh, yeah. of the contract he just got. $5 million in today's NHL is a great number for a starting goaltender. Absolutely it gives it you a little bit of flexibility for your backup, and mm-hmm. they brought in Dave Riddick for not a big deal, but 1.5, Saros, I think. Saros is only taking up 6.18% of the cap yeah. this year. So That's a great number. coming off career highs and wins with 21, yeah. a save percentage of 927 in a shortened season as well, with a bit of a slower start and an injury mixed in. This guy, again, he just put the team on his back when he needed to, and it was exactly what the Predators were hoping uh, would happen from, I guess, that's the other thing small in stature plays anything super athletic oh super Um, athletic i had him on my tiktok channel at producer clark i had him rated as my sixth best goalie gee i wonder where you got the intel from 
Uh, I had some help from the Predators insider. Uh, now, uh, let's move on. Teoscar Hernandez talking about the Blue Jays now. Mm -hmm. We got the Blue Jays jersey done in the set today for obvious reasons. Ross Stripling's joining us in a few minutes from the Blue Jays starting Don't pitcher. Don't know if you guys have heard. You can bring that one back up, boys. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez named AL Player of the Week. Now, look at these numbers. Now, this is now, what, three weeks out of the last four or three in a row? The, three in the a row. The Blue Jays have Jays, had a Player, of the, player of the Week. Uh, Springer twice, and now look at Teoscar. A 500 average, 893 slugging, uh, 1393 OPS, uh, three home runs and 10 RBIs. Unbelievable. And he's made a couple plays in the outfield as well. Uh, he's been donning that home run jacket a few times. Uh, and the Jays are, the certain players are getting hot at the right time. And man, that lineup is just dangerous. You can't take a, you can't take at bat off. And this is actually to just complete side note from this, but uh, has relative to this. Uh, we were talking about uh, the senior men's baseball play, uh, championship, provincial championship, was last weekend, and Marysburg was in the final. And I pitched against Marysburg in the provincials a few years ago. Mm -hmm. And totally different scenario, <laughs> obviously different level, but every guy on that team can just hit. He's just they're just hitters, and and it was stressful because as a pitcher, you try to find little spots where you can maybe like you know you know just try to get a few balls over for strikes, and you know you can maybe get an out. It's not possible with certain teams, and with the Blue Jays right now, it's kind of turning into a lineup where pitchers just don't get outs, like free outs. Every at-bat's going to be a difficult one. Every guy can hit. It's not like Marysburg was facing Jose Barrios no. or anything, Clark. Let's no. be honest. I'm just no, saying. I, I hear you. As a pitcher, I, I like the analogy, the mentality. And, and you're absolutely correct, right? Especially when you got a guy like George Springer who uh, – unfortunately went down the other day with a sprained ankle here's hoping he's back shortly and as hot as he was like you said it doesn't matter insert this name insert that name they're going to find a way good. to put the bat on the ball and that's exactly what you need this time of year especially when you're chasing a wild card spot or a division pennant right yeah. so when it comes to tay oscar I, I texted you yesterday i said this team needs to rally around the play of tay oscar hernandez right now because he is doing anything except taking an at-bat yeah. off, taking a playoff in the outfield. This guy has turned into a legitimate star in this league, and we'll talk about it a little bit More later. More in the Bluebird block Might uh, later in the show. Might be time to pay him. Might yeah. be time to pay him. He's been three for four in his last two games, and I actually saw a stat over his last 162 games, which is a normal regular season. Mm -hmm. uh, now, this has probably changed because this was before his last three for four games, so he's probably mm -hmm. higher than this. He was batting 303 with 40 home runs and 128, I believe, RBIs. Last time his last pretty good pace. full season. So, pretty hey, good pace. Uh, that's big money numbers right Love there, Max. Love to see it from Tail. Love Tail. to see it. We'll tag him Easy in a clip and see if he for. likes it Easy again. guy to root for. We, about a year ago, we said the guy should get paid, and now probably get paid a little bit more than that. Oh, yeah. uh, Nick Nurse, head coach of the Toronto Raptors, is remaining as Canadian men's national basketball coach. Uh, this is big news as they've, gaining, they've been getting a lot of momentum mm -hmm. in Canadian men's basketball, and uh, Nick Nurse at the helm just leads to that much more confidence in the team. And I think if they can start getting some more of those NBA guys fully invested, mm -hmm. there will be a dangerous program. Uh, I'm talking gold medal contention for years to come. Spoke about continuity, right? Developing a program yeah. that has continuity. And that means from the player side, that means from upper level management and obviously behind the bench with Nick Nurse, the guy that's an NBA champion as a, of late of 2019 yeah. again perfect guy to represent this country and continue on the the path of development to lead them to the next level and, and wherever canadian basketball is going to go absolutely so. no great we'll uh, see if the boys from Hoop life agree with that and i love his his commitment he's not a canadian guy nope and uh, i don't believe he's canadian and he is he's you know really committing to this country and i love that just the fact that he loves toronto he loves the team and he's committing to the country i'm pretty sure he's not 
You going to confirm that for me? I'll do a little uh, confirming. Let's switch topics. You're right. He was born in Iowa. Iowa. Hey, Iowa. Speaking of great, Iowa. What a great segue. It's, we didn't know, plan that at all. It's like it's like a topic of dreams, you might say. Kind of huh. just the segue of dreams. Uh, we don't MLB Field of Dreams games right was this past week. And, uh, man, did it have some fireworks in it, uh, quite literally. Uh, there was a great finish. It was the dramatic effect, the cinematic effect of it all. Uh, the Yankees, the White Sox, coming out of the, it, everything was just so magical. As we Almost like it was based it off a movie. Be. Almost as if it was based off a magical movie, you might say. Uh, Kevin Costner was involved. Uh, and, you know, what a great finish. Uh, the White Sox ended up winning on a walk-off home run after they was a home run in the top of the ninth. Uh, just unbelievable. Couldn't have asked for much of a better game. Uh, and I think everybody involved is pretty happy with it. Do you have any thoughts on that, Max? Oh, I just know our good man, Brian Snow, was very, very happy with that result. Tim Anderson with a three-run shot to end the ball game. Love Again, the old-school scoreboard. Oh, like, they, they had every detail man. perfect, right? I think yeah. Kevin Costner said it perfectly. This is perfect. Yeah. You didn't need to put any more words to it. Than they should have used old gloves and old bats. Oh, and all wouldn't those that things wouldn't too. that have been something? Hey, um, wait, oh boy. One thing that they that was kind of the hot topic of the day and of the week is that they're planning on doing it again next year. Hey, hey. And we were gonna have a debate on like which teams should be involved. <laughs> well, we did. And then literally for twenty minutes. Yeah, we talked about it for like twenty minutes. We were going over rivalries. Should it be interleague play? Maybe the Red Sox could play the Dodgers. Or, we had everything but the starting pitchers lined up. Yeah, pretty much. We were talking about different things, and they come out ten minutes before the show starts and it's the cubs and the reds so it's so de- cool it's determined very cool we actually talked about both teams we did uh, we wanted it we thought you know it's a field of dreams pretty sure that was the one scenario we didn't say yeah i think so <laughs> but the two combinations the combination. you did you said the reds yeah. I, we all, both said the cubs mm-hmm. but i thought uh you know these teams that are involved should be the old mm-hmm. traditional franchises uh you know it seems weird if it's like the rays and the marlins for right. example fit with the historical yeah. narrative have the vintage jerseys have the the They're nostalgic kind of mid- both midwestern teams too we talked about that maybe kind of- have a celebrity game beforehand oh. with the old gear oh. that'd be kind of fun bring back some old players yeah. maybe an all-star celebrity game i'm Could loving work. it Kevin I, Costner I, looks like he could still swing a bat. He's, he can probably Or he's good ball. for a game of catch. Yeah, just That's a game it. of catch. <laughs> uh, let's go to the CFL now. Uh, we're going to keep rolling here. The CFL, uh, the Riders stomp the Ticats uh, in a 30-8 defeat. Uh, and it was Cover a great the spread game. that game. Cover eh? the spread. Yeah, they heard your rant, Max. They shut her down. Uh, so it came off to a good start. It was a bit slow, 7-1, I think, in the first quarter. Uh, Cody Fajardo scrambled for a great touchdown right in front of me. It was right in front of our spot where we sit. Uh, and then, you know, kind of just slowly built the lead over the game, and then they just shut it down completely. Hamilton switched quarterbacks in the second half. Dane Evans came in, could get no, no momentum at all, no rhythm. Uh, they were missing long passes. They were dumping short passes, but wasn't going anywhere. They couldn't get a run game going. Defense played great. Saskatchewan's offensive line full of a lot of rookies played really well. Uh, and they, they scored when they needed to score. And John Ryan for, for the record was my player of the game. John Ryan, former Seattle Seahawks, great uh, Super Bowl champion. Uh, he was absolutely electric, and I know he's a punter, and that sounds weird, but every punt was huge. Important, man. And they won the field position game hands down. It's and important. I know Hamilton's special teams coach is Jeff Reinbold, friends of the sh- friend of the show, uh, upstairs at the Rod Peterson Show, and uh, he's, he's a very good special teams coach. John Ryan crushed them in terms of special team. Mm-hmm. And, I, again, I know punters are people too, guys, Okay. <laughs> Um, I just want to check the uh, comments here really quick. Let's see what's going on. 
my dad, your dad as well, your That's adopted right. dad, he mm -hmm. says five million. That's a bargain for the Predators. Absolutely. Um, Janelle Barkman says Max is being a non-biased Predators fan. Sure, sure, sure. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> First time uh, for everything. Gregory Lee, do you guys think Eichel will get traded before the season starts? That's a show on its own, Gregory. <laughs> uh, we would. I'd love it to happen. Uh, we're gonna. Kevin have to Adams see. is the worst showman in sports. Only Kevin Adams can hype something up yeah. so much and let it crash and. Oh, within a matter of weeks. Crazy. He just, oh, uh, Director man. Jordan just got a report from our friend Ross Stripling. He says he's on, but he can't hear. So I'm going to let Jordan freak out about that for the next couple Good of minutes. Good stuff. Uh, yeah. Ross, we'll get you sorted out. Hopefully you can you probably can't hear this. <laughs> Anyways, um, we got some, we got a bunch of people checking in. Uh, if you guys are watching on Facebook, please like and share the episode, please. That'd be great. Absolutely. If you're watching on Twitter, hit that retweet button. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, do all the things. I don't know. Share the URL feed somewhere. I don't know. Share the link. I don't know. Sure. Whatever it is. Uh, comment away. Anyway, share the way. bat signal that says the squad cast yeah. is on right now, wherever you can. Just wherever if you, you can. have the technology. If you don't mind. That's all we're asking. Pretty if you're simple, okay yeah. with that, that'd be great. Might um, have some last mixed couple signals. topics. This is a quick one here. Matthew Joseph of the Tampa Bay Lightning, his day with the Stanley Cup. Uh, we got Yep. He's the most Canadian day with the Stanley Cup ever. He's got the poutine. They poured the gravy over it on in a video. Unbelievable. Uh, Max, if you could eat anything out of the cup, what would you eat? I don't know if you do it any better than that because Poutine's poutine is it's one of my favorites. Yeah. It just is. Enjoyed a nice one out at Long Creek Golf Course the other day. No free ads. But... <laughs> It's, a, it's just an excellent dish served out of a bowl, served out of a plate, whatever, yeah. don't matter. Depending Matt. on the day, I might do like a fettuccine Alfredo type deal with some steak <laughs> in there. Mike, a little, little Michael wild Scott mushroom. do a 5K run after. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, but yeah, if you're just seating and having a good time yeah. with some friends and family, I don't know if you do it any fill it up with some barbecue, like ribs, wings, maybe some ribs. But like, like it's got to be something that just kind of fits the texture of cereal. inside of a bowl. Like maybe, maybe a big bowl of cereal. I feel like that's been done plenty of times. That so. was fairly original. Yeah. I feel like that hasn't been done before. At least mm. I haven't seen it anyways. We should have get Phil Pritchard on the show. Keep her should, the cup. I was going to say I'm Phil sure would he has know. A, I'm sure he has a list. Phil would know. Um, last one, NFL preseason underway, which brings up our poll question today over on our Twitter account. Uh, when do you start caring about the NFL season? Do you have the poll open by chance? I do not have the poll um, open by chance. I'll pull it up. I think I have I our really page. Don't. Uh, I'll pull it up. So when do you start caring about the NFL? Uh, is it when your fantasy team gets picked? Is it the minute preseason begins, the first game, you're into it? Is it regular season kickoff, which is 42% of the vote? Uh, or NFL, CFL season, but like, what are we talking about here? Uh, that's that actually is the second leading vote. So there you go. Well, shout out to Canada. I don't know if you can tell. I'm kind of pumped. Shout I, out I, to Canada. I, I don't know. I, I'm looking forward to the Rams this year. The things are looking good. They lost uh, in their preseason opener to the Chargers, but yeah. nice little brawl in the stands. Things were looking a little hostile <laughs> between. There the, was a brawl the in the Ryder game too. Look at that. Hey, football. People, it just brings yeah. out the aggressiveness for some strange reason. It's I don't one understand. Of those, it's, it's that time of year. I don't know. Guys. I'm pumped. The Rams are gonna. Just do uh, it this year. Later on in the show, just as a preview, our good buddy Myron, uh, Roan Diggs mm -hmm. on TikTok, go follow him, Roan Diggs. Uh, he suggested that we do an all-time movie, fictional movie hockey character. Let me let me do that again. All-time hockey movie, fictional character draft. So we have to create a lineup later in the show. Probably for our Great Western nightcap. That might be it. Yep. Uh, where we pick a lineup, forwards, defenseman, goalie, of fictional hockey movie characters. I think I got that. Uh, can be TV characters. Can be any, anything, as long as they're not real people. We got to do coaches, too? Ooh, let's pick coaches. I'm in. Gee, I wonder who's going to be the number one pick there. Uh, I'm going to go with my boy, Kim Coates uh, from oh, Goon. Okay, well, there you go. He's my boy. Good stuff. Kim Coates. Proud Sasky boy. Proud Sasky uh, boy. The top of the order today was brought to you by Hoop Life Basketball. Uh, do you guys, can you, before we do this, can you knock three times if, we, if you think we're good for Ross? 
three I knocks. I heard three. They got three knocks. Three knocks. It's like T. Oscar the other night. Yeah, three knocks. Three knocks. There you go. Good stuff. Uh, our, our top of the order, of course, is brought to you by Hoop Life Basketball. Uh, head to your app store today and download their easy-to-use training app. Uh, it has all the programs they use on, on the app itself. You can actually do online training with one of their trainers. Pretty sick. Uh, the technology those guys have. They have a lot of good stuff going on. They just announced a competitive league for kids grade three to eight. And I said, did you see my comment on their thing on might Instagram? Have. Yeah, might have. Uh, can a 30-year-old who hasn't played basketball join <laughs> the league? Uh, sorry, who hasn't played competitive basketball since grade three to eight join the league and play? It's a fair they, question. They told me no. Sure, if you pay the entrance fee. They told me no. No. Uh, maybe we can get some gear, though. That looks like good Ooh, gear. Yeah. Uh, take a jersey and some reversible shorts. Yeah. Use promo code yeah. SQUAD10 for 10% off all of their apparel, which is unbelievable. All their camps, all their sessions. And I don't know, maybe it covers the league, too. We should uh, get in on that and just make we'll sure. We'll have to double check in our sponsorship fees. agreement. I don't know about that. Agreement. But hey, anything else? HoopLifeBasketball.com. SQUAD10, 10% off. Yes, sir. We're going to hit a break. Toronto Blue Jays pitcher Ross Stripling joins us in about three minutes. See you in a bit. Does this look familiar? Your fans deserve an incredible arena experience. It's time for an upgrade. Stunning graphics. Revenue opportunities are just the beginning with our in-venue display systems and scoring technology. Let us help you find the best solution for your facility. BDG, always delivering the best fan experience. Here's how your business can be a part of Canada's fastest-growing sports talk show. All you have to do is contact us, and we will tell you all about the dynamic and exciting marketing opportunities we have, utilizing a fully integrated 360-degree multi-platform. Imagine your business seen and heard across Canada on Game Plus TV and around the world on the Rod Peterson Digital Network. You will use one of the most overused expressions in sports. you got to be kidding me. Get your business involved. Contact the Rod Peterson Show today. Everyday hoop life. Is it time to take your event online? Bring it to IKS Live. We've got a fully customized virtual event platform with remote guest support for your next fundraiser, talk show, conference, performance, and more. IKS Live offers live streaming to Facebook Live and YouTube and pre-recorded capabilities, both in our studio with green screen available and on location with pre-production and post-production services. IKS Live, the proud producer of The Rod Peterson Show and The Recovery. Hour. Visit us at IKSLive.ca. Don't rack your brain trying to source the equipment and materials you need for your business. Rockstar can operate your entire supply chain from PO creation to expediting your shipments, all from our office. Leverage the buying power of the Rockstar Buying Group to not only save money and time, but also the headache. From gloves to glue, we can provide it for you. Find out more at rockstar.com.
All right, we are back. And big news. We just saw it on Twitter just, just seconds ago. Joey Votto, Canadian baseball legend, first baseman for the Cincinnati Reds, uh, hit his 2,000th hit today. 2,000 hits That's good for stuff. Joey Votto. That's a milestone for uh, a good guy. He's right an Ontario boy, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Etobicoke, we Etobicoke. discussed this. Yes. yes. Thank you for reminding me. Once or three uh, times. Joey Votto, great, uh, great baseball player, Joey Votto. Um, we are, we're going to go right into it right now. Our next guest is making a second appearance. Hold on, just bring him up, guys. I got to butter him up a little bit. Of course. Um, his second appearance in the show, and since we saw him last, since he's been on the show, uh, he's been a little busy pitching for the Toronto Blue Jays, of course. Uh, in 16 appearances, he's put up a 5-4 and four record, a 3.86 ERA, and 74 strikeouts max in 77 oh, innings. Good numbers right uh, all there, I, all, every, every few Every five days, Max texts me and says, another good day for Ross. I know. Been a common uh, Ross theme. has been Love doing good. It. We appreciate him. Uh, he's plus since last time we saw him, he's picked up his World Series ring from the LA Dodgers. Bulls so nice. not too bad. And we jo he joins us tonight from the District of Columbia. Let's bring him in now, Ross Stripling. Ross, how are you doing right now, my man? What's up, guys? Oh, not it's good too to be much. back. Doing a lot better since the last time I was with you guys. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, now we'll talk about maybe your IL stint in a second. Uh, but Ross, thanks for joining us. Of course, uh, how is Washington right now? What's going on in Washington? Well, it's a little rainy right now. I also have a major echo coming through, so I, I might get kind of confused. Uh, Speech. You hear myself in my own head here. They'll, they'll fix it for you in a second. If okay, good deal. Talking. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's rainy, you know, so we not able to get outside as much as we wanted today. But um was able to go to the field and do some rehab stuff and get better. So turning in the right direction. There we go. Echo gone. That's a huge help. Thank you. And, um, yeah, man, so, you know, two big games here that we need to win and then head back to Toronto. Yeah, absolutely. So before we get into the real baseball talk, and we want to talk to you about your rehab, we want to talk to you about your last few starts, we'll get into that. Uh, last week, me and Max did a all-time baseball movie draft, and it caught a little heat because – some of our picks weren't some of other people's picks. I'll just say that. Uh, but Max's first pick was Bull Durham. I had the second overall pick. I picked Moneyball. It's my go-to movie. I love seeing both sides of baseball. Uh, and I, I just think that's, I love that movie. Uh, if you had top three, what would you, if you just throw a few movies at us, what are some of your top three baseball movies? Man, those two are in there for sure. Moneyball, I feel like, you know, it's still somewhat of a new movie where maybe it hasn't had enough time to like soak in as being a, as good of a baseball movie as it really is. I mean, it's just kind of Brad Pitt beating a superstar and, and, you know, kind of diving into analytics, but making it easy for everyone to understand similar to like the big short, what they did with the, you know, the housing market thing that went down. Um, you know, I love major league. I think that baseball, you know, when you can make it fun, I think is awesome. And Major League, obviously, a comedy mixed in with some good baseball scenes. And then uh, For the Love of the Game as a pitcher, I think, is just a classic. I mean, Kevin Costner, really, you put him on the screen. I mean, we saw it with the, with the game in, um, you know, the other day. What? If, why am I blanking on what they called it? Field of Dreams. Terrible. Field of Dreams. Yeah, the Field of Dreams game. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams. <laughs> That's in the top three. Okay, there you go. So, so mine would be the two you named in Field of Dreams. Perfect. So hot take. You said For the Love of the Game. Neither of us picked for the love of the game in our top 10. We had 10 picks. Neither of us really? picked it. So I don't know. Maybe Whoa. maybe we're out to lunch. See, maybe it's an era thing, though. Generation, like, you know, like Max is a little younger than, than you and I are, Ross. We're about the same age. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's uh, – I never got into the, love the for the love of the game. I don't know. There's, I picked. The I don't Sandlot. know if I can name 10 movies oh. before I got to for the love Ross. of the game. Is there, <laughs> we'll tell um, you a few movies. I can name, like, five. Yeah. Uh, we got we had The Sandlot. I put Hardball in mine with Keanu Reeves. Hardball. That's a, that's a go-to in the outfield. Angel, the, uh, uh, the, what, rookie, rookie of the year, year where he breaks his arm yeah. and he pitches really fast. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah. I mean, yeah. what's the one where he's the GM of the Twins? Little Big League. Uh, Little Big League. Yeah, there's league, another yeah. one. Oh, yeah. oh man, so many. So Baseball many. definitely one of the best genres in terms of all sports to choose from. The a lots, league of their own. Of a league of their own with the the, the women's oh, league. Of course, yeah. Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks. Yeah. Jimmy Dugan. There's, there's a good, there's a good mix of like ones for younger kids, right? Like the Sandlot and Rookie of the Year, but then like Moneyball, which is obviously tailored more to just like moviegoers it's entertainment but it happens to be about baseball so yeah they, baseball is a perfect genre you're right all right we're scrapping the rest of the interview we're just going to talk baseball <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, actually max you had one well here. i was just going to say the most ironic thing about moneyball is brad pitt's salary is probably more than 2002 oakland days <laughs> salary <combined>. payroll <laughs> for the movie whole, so. yeah either way uh yeah. obviously you touched on field the dreams ross i mean i'm sure maybe you caught some highlights obviously you've been busy lately but how do you think Major League Baseball overall executed that event. Do you think it was something that the game needed to kind of go into that pop culture reference, honor and anniversary? What did you think overall of the uh, event being in the league? I feel like we got to be pumped about how it went, right? I feel like it couldn't have come together better than than what it did. Um, you know, if anything, I'm glad I didn't pitch in it. It looked like the ball was flying, <laughs> yeah. ball just flying into the cornfields <laughs> like crazy. Um, but I mean, just the you know, like Kevin Costner walking out of the corn, and then the players funneling out of it after that, and like to the music of the field of dreams and just how cool, I mean, that gave me chills watching that. And then it was an awesome game, right? I mean, to get kind of lucky about how amazing of a game it was for the Yankees to take the lead and then the White Sox to walk it off, you know, I think is, is just, uh, you know, that it came together perfect. And as far as how we felt as players, like watching it in the locker room, I mean, we loved it and we're glad to hear it's back for next year. I mean, I just think that kind of what you touched on it was it was something that our game needed right now kind of a little highlight i mean they said it was the most watched game that we've had in years and rightfully so i mean it was it was really well put together and and um you know i think we're proud of it all around and i think for scoreboard watching purposes probably happy that the yankees came out of the wrong side of it i'm sure 100 <laughs> absolutely uh so ross <laughs> let's get to you now last time uh the jays fans saw you on the mound uh, didn't last very long. You, you end, ex exited the game a little early with some abdominal stuff going on. Uh, I don't know how much you can tell us, uh, but if you don't mind, talk about how that's going and do you have a timeline? How that, how's that going? Sure, yeah. So it's an oblique, uh, you know, got an MRI, the whole thing, and, you know, kind of call it a one plus. So a w definitely a one, grade one strain, but not as bad as a grade two. Uh, typically, you know, what stinks about things like this is a forearm and an oblique are kind of similar in that you can't push through it. You got to wait till it's healed and you don't really realize how much you use an oblique until it hurts, until you're getting out of bed, until you're sitting in a car or whatever. I mean, you just use that muscle constantly. So it just needs a couple of days to, to rest. And the worst part about it is every day that you take off from throwing. So let's say I end up going seven, 10 days without throwing, which I haven't played catch yet. And I think today was day six. So let's say we go 10 days. That's 10 days that you add on the back end of having to build back up. And all of a sudden you're out 20 days, you know, and, and, and that kind of stinks because it takes a while to get back to throw and get off the mound, face some hitters and you're ready for a big league game. And, and that just takes time. So, um, you know, feeling better every day, certainly much better today than where I was just four or five days ago, but, you know, need to start playing catch again and all that before I'm, you know, really a viable option to get back on the mound. I, I think we're probably looking at a three or four week thing. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I know the Blue Jays fans across the board wish you a speedy recovery, Ross. And, and again, good news that it's getting better day by day. That's all we can ask for. And and again, for yourself as well, building some great momentum over, like Clark said, the last 16 starts. It's been absolutely incredible to watch you go every five days. But I guess I, on a bit more of a positive note, you got the ball 
the first day back at Rogers Center. 670 days plus away from home for the Toronto Blue Jays. Your first experience pitching in Blue Jays Blue in that game. Can you just describe the atmosphere of what it was like to, again, contribute in a huge win on that special day back in Toronto? Of course, yeah. I mean, that'll always be in the top two or three things that I mentioned in my career. Let's say I go on to win other World Series or make all-star games or throw no hitter or whatever. I mean, that'll always be in the top couple things that I've ever been able to do on a baseball field. I mean, it. it I had such a cool vantage point because I was pitching that game. So I was kind of like warming up in left field. I was in the bullpen. I was getting hot. So I kind of got to watch it as a fan, which was a really cool experience. And being kind of almost in the crowd because I'm right there next to those people and, and could feel – how emotional it was for them. I could feel it in myself. I mean, I was getting the chills watching, um, you know, during the anthems and watching my teammates walk out there. And, you know, it just, it, it was such a long time coming, man, 670 days without baseball in the Rogers center. And, and then for me to fall on the day and get the ball. And, and it's been a long time since I've wanted an outing to go well, as badly as I wanted that one to go well. And luckily was able to get through five, give us a chance, end up getting the win, give us a chance to win. You know, our offense did well. And, uh, you know, Jordan Romano, a, a Canadian native, gets to get the last out of the first game in the Rogers Center in almost two years. I mean, it just it was perfect. And, and to say that I got to get the ball on that day, I think, is like I keep saying, I mean, it, it'll go down as, you know, one of the first few things that I mentioned in my career when yeah, it's over. Yeah. Speaking of Jordan Romano, the other day strikes out Shohei Otani to win the game. He's having a good little run himself, Jordan Romano. Uh, now, from our friend Craig Ballard, you talk about pitching in uh, the Rogers Center. Uh, so Craig Ballard, he's a big Blue Jays TikTok analyst, Ross. If you haven't followed him already, you should. Uh, Craig Ballard's awesome. Uh, he says, you're 2-0 and at Rogers Center this season. And in 17, he's very numbers-based. In 17.1 innings at Rogers Center, you've only allowed three runs on eight hits. So now Rogers Center is traditionally, I'm trying to do this as best as in my Craig Ballard impersonation. Rogers Center is traditionally a hitter's ballpark. So what makes you so successful at Rogers Center? Uh, is it a vibe? Like what, what is it about Rogers Center that, uh, or is it just coincidence? Yeah, it's a good question. It's probably somewhere in the middle, right? You know, uh, only 17 innings. That's not a huge sample size by any means. Uh, I got to pitch there on Mother's Day early in my career. In 2016, I was a rookie. Uh, my mother's a breast cancer survivor, and that was my first Mother's Day in the big leagues. So certainly motivated for that game, got the win. Um, and then, you know, this series back in the Rogers Center, I mean, we were all pumped up. I feel like as the starting rotation, you know, we all pitched really well back home. And, and you know, that's that's a mixture of all being really fired up to be back and having a true home field advantage, having 15,000 fans rooting for us, which we haven't had in a long time. And then, two, actually, the, the park is playing pretty big. I think with the roof open, if you're trying to hit it gap, center field gap, you know, basically between the gaps, um, it was playing really big. I mean, it, it, we had some – I feel like Vladdy hit a ball that is a homer, no doubt, and it would get caught, like, on the, on the uh, warning track, you know. So, I think there's a mixture of a little bit of that. You know, I'll probably give us some hard-hit balls that stayed in the yard that weren't staying in Dunedin or Buffalo, which were just as – hitter friendly as they could possibly be. Um, but, you know, I think really as a Blue Jay, when you're wearing a Blue Jay uniform pitching the Rogers Center first time in two years, I mean, you're just automatically pumped up. So I think just off to a good start there as a team. I and mean, we went nine and two on that homestand. So I think that's what you're seeing. So last time we talked to you, Ross, you were in Atlanta. It was a few days before your start in Atlanta. Uh, and you had mentioned that you were focusing on making a little change in your delivery. You're, you're, you're adjusting a couple of things. And since then, I mean, 
and I, I think you're okay with me saying this, but outside of a couple starts against the Red Sox, I mean, since then, uh, you know, a lot of quality starts and kudos to you for doing that. But what was it that you focused on early in the year that, that really helped you kind of get into your stride? Sure. You know, this has probably been overkill for some of the people that have heard me talk about it. Uh, so I'll try and kind of give you the cliff notes. I was, I used to be a guy that would raise my hands when I lifted my leg, my hands would come up and I started for one getting all out of whack, right out of timing, because I was being very inconsistent with where I was taking my hands. And I was also tipping pitches. I was coming like here on fastball and here on curveball. And you're talking about giving the best hitters in the world, a really good idea of what's coming. And, um, you know, you just can't do that. So got with Pete Walker and we talked about keeping my hands down by my waist. And honestly, man, we saw instant results. You know, I think against that start in Atlanta, I think that was maybe my second to last one doing my old hands. And then I got shelled by the Red Sox and then we made a switch and I came in relief um, after an opener and I threw seven scoreless against Tampa, basically just changing the hands. And we thought we were going to have to do like a major reboot. (laughs) And all it was, was changing some hands and automatically it made my timing better. I wasn't tipping pitches. And I think from there I was able to, you know, kind of take off really, man. I was, I was pitching with no confidence. Like the last time you guys talked to me, I might've come across like I was confident, but I wasn't, I was, I was really struggling and, and really, you know, starting to say like, man, can I get out to this level anymore? What's going on? I feel like I'm throwing the ball well and I can't hardly get through a couple innings. Um, you know, it's hard contact left and right. And basically switched up where my hands are and all of a sudden better timing, better results. Everything feels better. Crisper. Now I'm pitching with confidence and that's half the battle. And I think that's what you've seen over the last you know, 15, 16 starts that you talked about. Well, I appreciate the honesty. And, you know, it's amazing how small little things when you're a pitcher, uh, you know, maybe it's just a small little adjustment, but it's that little difference that can make all the difference, truly. I remember uh, growing up when I was in junior college, uh, my pitching coach, I'd never had a pitching coach, and he said, you need to activate your legs more. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, you need to push off (laughs) with your legs more and activate your legs more instantly gained like four miles an hour on my fastball, like unbelievable, yeah. a yeah. small little change. And that's all it took. Uh, Max, you had a question here. Yeah, no, I mean, again, that's, that's great to hear that the confidence has returned Ross. And I think I can sp- speak for both Clark and myself that obviously not playing the game at nearly the level that you've no. achieved in your life. Again, confidence <laughs> is that when it's between the years, that's uh, the hardest thing to overcome. And that's great to see that you've built some since that time. But, um, kind of returning, I guess, to the team aspect a little bit. Obviously, it was a fairly busy trade deadline for the Blue Jays and picking up a number of pieces all over the field, right? Corey Dickerson, uh, Jose Barrios, uh, Joaquim Soria, a a number of names. And I guess, what does that say to you guys in the clubhouse when you've got a front office as active as Ross and Mark were, uh, especially knowing that you need to win a few extra games down the stretch here? Yeah, I think it gives us all the confidence in the world, right? I mean, we're we didn't feel like we were out of it by any means. And so for the front office to reiterate that only builds us up even more. Right. And you go get a guy like Joe Barry. I call him Joe Barry's. <laughs> so I know his name is Jose Barrios, but that's totally stuck in my I head. Like now it. it's Joe Barry's, uh, um, you know, to go get him and we have him next year and to get the guys that we had already gotten in the bullpen before Simber and Richards. And then you add a Soria and then you add a good lefty bat and Dickerson. And, you know, feel like we can compete with anyone. I mean, we're a confident team and understanding that the AL East is probably the hardest division in baseball by far. No shot to the NL West. But I mean, the AL East is a gauntlet, man. And to, you know, feel like we were maybe one year away competing this year, but maybe one year away, maybe next year's our year. But for the front office to kind of cement it in saying like, no, we're in the hunt this year. Let's go for it. Look at these pieces we've added. I feel like and now we're back in Toronto, right? Now we're back home. Like, I mean, it was just like a culmination of 
of two awesome things there, new faces, new blood, and being back in Toronto. And you saw that on the field. I mean, like I said, we went nine and two in that homestand. So, um, you know, we're in the hunt, understanding that we're not having a great road trip right now. We would have liked to, you know, won more than one game in Seattle for sure, a team that's kind of right on our coattails for the wild card. But, uh, you know, understand that we have the talent to get hot. Like, I feel like we haven't really run, gone on a major run. I mean, nine and two in that homestand's great, but we haven't really rattled off like a 10 game win streak. And we have too much talent to not do that. So maybe it's still ahead of us. And another acquisition, Malik Smith, just today, I guess, uh, after the waiver deadline, of course. So it's, I don't think he's eligible for playoffs or however that works, but uh, another pickup too, just adding to the, you know, flexibility and options that the team has right now. Uh, but since the trade deadline, you talked about Joe Barry's. Uh, so he, <laughs> he, he's added to your starting rotation. It's pushed you guys into a six-man rotation. So how much of a difference does that make? Uh, did that change your, your, your planning? Does that change, uh, you know, your routine? How does that change everything for everybody involved? Well, sure. You know, me getting hurt kind of takes that decision out of their hands right now. You, you just slot mats in as that fifth guy. And, you know, that decision was never had, had to be made, you know, whether I, they never gave me any kind of, um, update on what they were thinking moving forward. Obviously I have plenty of, of experience in the bullpen, coming from Los Angeles and, and even last year with the Blue Jays. So it probably made sense that that was going to be moving, moving into the bullpen. But, um, you know, as, as far as what it changes, it changes everything. And not to get too long-winded, but it's a, it's a totally separate routine, whether you're starting or you're relieving. And I think that's why I've been able to have success in both is you can kind of uh, compartmentalize it, right? Like when I'm a starter, this is my routine. This is what I do. This is how I get ready. And then if I get moved to the bullpen, boom, it's a 180. And now this is my routine. And it's kind of two separate things I was able to find that kept me fresh, kept me healthy, and kept me feeling like I could have success in whichever role I'm in. And I think, you know, some guys get bogged down by that, uh, by switching back and forth and, and the unknown and, and the difference it really is between the two roles. And I think if you are able to kind of flip a switch and say like, okay, this is now my role, this is what I do. Um, you know, I think gives you a better chance to have success rather than kind of letting it weigh on you and being like, man, I just got demoted to the bullpen. Like, you can't look at it that way. You got to look at it as I'm still in the big leagues and I'm on a team that's in the hunt and they're going to give me the ball and I'm going to help a team win. I mean, that's that's how you have to look at it. Uh, so three weeks in a row. I don't think this has ever happened in franchise history necessarily, but uh, George Springer, George Springer, Teoscar Hernandez get player of the week uh, for the AL. Um Let's let's look at George, but Teoscar too. I mean, both those guys. But George Springer coming back and getting hot the way he has recently. Uh, Teoscar just being consistently productive, and then all the other guys. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's got to be a pretty fun lineup to pitch in front of, or just watch when you're not pitching on certain days, like the home run jacket. There's a lot of energy right now. Can you just explain the excitement of that offense that you guys have? Yeah, of course. I mean, it speaks for itself, but it's just relentless. I mean, we we sit as pitchers in the dugout and just think like, man, what what would we do if this lineup was in front of us and we had to navigate through it, you know? And and really, there's maybe only a couple of them in the big leagues that can even compete with us. If you think about like the Angels when they're healthy, the Padres, the Dodgers, and that's really kind of it. I mean, as far as like a first five or six hitters, I mean, it is a gauntlet to get through. It's like, man, if I can just get through George to Teo and only give up one run, that's a win. I mean, that is a win every day because, I mean, you're facing George, Vladdy, Teo, Bobachet, and who am I missing? Someone else that's a stud. I don't know why I can't think of, of it. Them. I mean, it's just... <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, Re I mean, Reese McGuire and the Marcus, Nine Holes. Oh, Marcus Simeon. Too. Marcus yeah. Simeon, yeah. Simeon. Yeah. Who's like third in MVP voting right now and like second in war, third in war. I mean, he's just... It's, it's 
relentless. And we show it at times. I think we probably wish we could be more consistent, really as a team, be more consistent. But like when our lineup shows up and they're working at bats and hitting with power like they've shown, I mean, it's it's incredible to watch and fun to watch. And we're putting on the jacket and we're hitting homers. I mean, George hit that three-run homer to beat Boston that last game in Toronto was just incredible, you know, and it, uh, it's just fun to watch every night. So certainly, certainly happy that I'm in a Blue Jays uh, uniform and not having to throw to these guys. Uh, speaking of fun, I, I have a question. This is from Cal, the Jays fan on TikTok. Right. Okay. I, I had to get this in. I, I put out a thing. If anyone wanted to ask questions, he says, ask him if Vladdy acts as much like a kid as we see him on TV. Does he act like a kid all the time? I mean, he's not that <laughs> old. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, Man, it, it, he's like a perfect combination. You know, he, he is a kid, really, you know, which is crazy to think about. But he's also so mature for his age. And, and you could throw like Kevin and Bo in that same realm where they kind of grow up around the game. So you grow up with so much feel, how to, how to act in a locker room and how to get ready for a 162 game. You learn it from your dad. I mean, multiple Hall of Famers as their dads. I mean, that's crazy. But then I think about last night, we land here in D.C. It's like 2 in the morning. It's a 45-minute drive. And I hear him in the back and he's singing, I believe I can fly. Like just out of nowhere, he's just singing that. And we're just like, yeah, Vladdy, you know? Um, so he is a kid and he always has a smile on his face. And obviously he has the weight of his shoulders on him right now. He's going for an MVP. He's having you know, such a great year, but he just always has a smile on his face and he plays every day. We've moved him to first base and he's handled it like a champ. I mean, it's just, he's, he's you know, I was so kind of blessed to play with some of the guys in the Dodgers locker room that I played with. And now I've transitioned to this Blue Jays locker room. And it's like a whole nother group of guys where in 30 years, I'll be talking to my grandkids saying I played with Vladdy Jr. I mean, it's just, it's awesome, you know, and it's, it's cool to get to be with them every day in the dugout in the locker room. Yeah, hundred percent, Ross. And I know that we enjoy watching it on TV as much as it uh, must be enjoyable to see it from a, a bird's eye view. Anyways, just being in the clubhouse and on flights and buses, I can only imagine how awesome it is in that environment. But I got to ask you this, anyways. This is something that, at least since the last time we talked, I had to d- dive right into your podcast. Goats on the bump <laughs> has been a lot of fun as far as a listener is concerned. I wrapped it up with Trent Thornton talking about Roy Halladay. May he rest in peace. Yeah. But I'm wanting to know: is there plans for a season two this off? season i feel like again you've got a fan in me that's going to listen avidly again don't know how much you can maybe divulge if there's some things in the hopper but really hoping that there's a season two in the works if you can go into that a little bit i really loved that podcast man i had a ton of fun recording those you know that is that's kind of what we talk about in the dugout and in the bullpen so it's kind of giving you know fans insight into what our conversations are like is like man, Trent, you loved Roy Holiday. Like, what did you love about him? And then you just like kind of do a deep dive into how amazing he was and how this game kind of moves on. And it's easy to forget about how incredible some of these guys were just, you know, 10, 15 years ago. And, um, you know, to answer your question, as of now, no, there's not a second season in the works. I, you know, I wish there was. We kind of wanted to pivot maybe into hitting. I am not very well versed in hitting. I've had three at bats this year and I don't think I've gotten the ball past the pitcher yet. So, uh, you know, it, it, I think in a perfect world, we could find a hitter that could have those conversations about past greats and, and kind of keep the, the goats podcast going. But, um, you know, I think as far as the pitchers talking pitching, I kind of exhausted my network of, of who I could get and who I could talk about. So it, it would take a lot of work to find another 10 episodes to put together, but hopefully someday we can do it. It's just uh, not in the works right now. For sure. Uh, so Ross, last time we had you on, uh, you said, you mentioned you primarily grew up in Texas. Uh, so mm-hmm. now we're up in Canada. We don't get down to Texas all the time. So a couple, <laughs> a few things we know about Texas up here, at least the stereotypes, let's say you love barbecue. Uh, you love country yeah. music. 
And live events, I heard it's the live event capital of the USA or something like that. Uh, and most of all, I would say, at least from our stereotypes up here, high school football and college football. So for someone, our high school football is not very big here. No. <laughs> uh, uh, for somebody who hasn't been to a Texas high school football game, is it like they show in all the shows, like the Friday Night Lights? Is it like that truly in Texas? Yeah, it's like uh, uh, the opening, the opening um, words of both Varsity Blues and Remember the Titans is like, in Texas – football is a way of laugh, you know, or whatever it says. And like, it's just, it's so true, man. It, it really is. And, you know, two quick stories. We played in 2007, my junior year, we played a school called Trinity, which no one knows, but we were number one in the state and they were number three in the state. And we filled Cowboy Stadium, 42,000 people in like a playoff game. I mean, it, it was absolutely insane. And then, um, the other part of it that's crazy is if you want, you know, football just kind of trumps everything. So if you wanted to play football, you had to do off-season football, which happens during baseball season. So I did not play varsity baseball until my senior year of high school, um, you know, because football trumped everything. And I wasn't even good at football. I just, <laughs> my friends played football and I enjoyed it. And, you know, if you have a chance to play for a program that was as good as ours, we were South Lake Carroll in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. We won state, like, four out of six years from my eighth grade to my senior year. Like, you know, so not only was it such a big deal, we were also winning. So it just felt even that much bigger, but you know, long story short, I didn't play baseball until I was a senior in high school because football trumped everything. So yeah, that, that stereotype is spot on. <laughs> also the other one, I mean, I, I rode my horse to school every day, oh. you know, so that I'm just, I'm just kidding. Well, you but had me. Some you had, you that's all right. We, you would have, we pulled out of our igloos too. So well, you know, here's the thing. A, yeah, lot of, yeah. a lot of people around our parts, they drive their snowmobiles to school and that's real. I'm not kidding. A lot Pulling of snowmobiles. That's yeah. yeah. That's how that happens here. Uh, so w rattle off your stats. What were your football stats? What kind of football player were you? Not good, oh. not good. Especially <laughs> once I, especially once I grew. So when I was shorter, I was quicker. Kind of could play the slot like a like a Wes Welker, you know. Oh, and then I grew. Okay. Yeah, I was a receiver. And then when I grew, I was a baby giraffe. You know, I was like six foot two, one hundred and sixty five pounds, and just had no business being out there. <laughs> and that's when I was like, all right, let's let's pick up a baseball and get on the mound and, and see if I have some more success there. Seemed uh, to work out all right. Yeah, not a bad choice. Uh, <laughs> what about some barbecue spots? Like, if, if I'm sure that you know, it's probably a lot of local spots. But is there a couple that mm -hmm. if if I'm ever going down there and you're like, hey, if you're driving to Texas, you got to go to this place. Just do it. Where would it? Where would you say? Yep. Yeah, Pinkerton's in Houston is incredible, and Pecan Lodge in Dallas, incredible. Yeah, okay, either one just, of those. There's uh, another one in Austin that I'm blanking on. It, they're, they're both going to be the top. Like, Pinkerton. when you get to either Houston, Dallas, or Austin, just Google, like, barbecue. The first one is the first one for a reason. Like, just go hit it up. Just go hit Perfect. it up. Perfect. Okay, Trust well, the reviews, then. We have a road trip, Max. Yeah. Uh, Max, you had one here. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what, Ross, this is kind of funny, right? Obviously we have the pleasure of talking to you a couple times throughout the season here. And this is a common theme that I noticed watching most of the broadcasts. And when it's brought up your name, it's interesting guy, diverse, articulate person. They use a lot of big words to describe you. And again, we obviously <laughs> can vouch for that, having the great conversations we get to with you. But I mean, obviously being in the public spotlight, pitching for Canada's baseball team, that's what you do. You love baseball. Uh, it's, a, it's a big part of who you are, but it's not who you are. What are some of the things outside of baseball and podcasting that you would say make up Ross Stripling the person? Outside of riding your horse Man. to school and stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, great question. Really good question. Um, 
you know, I'm a father now. My son is six months old. So the last time I would have talked to you guys, it would have been like three months old. Um, you know, and, and they are as of now, not planning on coming to Toronto. So I got to see them in Anaheim. So just kind of soaking up every minute I can get with him, uh, up until the off season. Uh, you know, that, that is incredible. That's like one of those things, you know, that until you experience it, you don't understand it. You know, I remember having teammates, that had kids and you're just like, yeah, it's cool. You have a kid, you know, and then you get to have your own kid and you're like, man, this is absolutely incredible. I mean, it really is, you know, just a little mini me walking around. Um, other than that, I mean, man, just spending time with family, you know, growing up in Texas, uh, it's a big state. So I was always a little bit spread out from family. So when you get to be around them, just how special that is. And, uh, I mean, college football, I'm a proud Texas A&M Aggie where I think we just came out number six or seven in the polls today. Like, let's go. This might be our year. I don't know how we're going to beat Bama, but it might be the year. Um, you know, and, and, uh, I love to travel for sure. I've been very, very lucky. Like I think if baseball were to end today, I'd love to just spend a year traveling. Uh, I've been, you know, like I said, lucky to be able to go to some really cool places, New Zealand, Fiji, the Bahamas, um, gosh, Dubai, London, Amsterdam, Paris, you know, so I've been able to really, really travel. And I think that's what I'm kind of most passionate about as far as a high, I love to be able to see the world and baseball's kind of given me that opportunity. So, uh, man, that's a hard question to answer, like right off the spot, like what makes you, you, but yeah, <laughs> who I think, are you know, I'm, really, yeah. Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> I did I'm, a very good know, job answering it though. Very a good. happy guy that wants to spend time with his family. You Nothing mentioned, uh, Texas and, uh, being, you know, very spread apart Saskatchewan. We're, we're very similar in that way in this province. It's, it's a very tall province. If you look at it on a map, it's really tall, very spread out. We just don't have as much population and we draw about 350 strong for our football games not 42,000 well, in but, high you know, school our, our, our cfl <laughs> games our cfl games are a whole different matter that's now that's right. the canadian football league ross uh if you ever get a chance you can go check out the argos now that you're in toronto um so last one for you here we'll we'll end it on a fun note uh well more fun we've already been having fun but a couple weeks ago we saw alec manoa's video go viral uh of the boys dancing in the locker room uh, obviously a pretty cool locker room uh it's, it's yeah. <laughs> looked pretty neat um so if a video of Ross Stripling ever went viral, hopefully for the good for a good reason, uh, and it's in a locker room after a win, what's the song that Ross Stripling is dancing to and it goes viral? What's the one that gets oh, you up man. and going? Gosh, I I'm known for singing, not dancing. <laughs> I am always singing. Sorry, There's in no my doubt. notes my... I said performing. So what's the song you're performing? Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, there you go. So <laughs> my my go-to in uh, in karaoke is. Uh, ice ice baby oh, nice. by vanilla ice i can do that one in my sleep because that was my rookie initiation in uh in the dodgers my first big league spring training learning the dance and everything the dance i still don't have but i i can do those lyrics in my sleep and that's usually a, a good crowd pleaser if i'm in texas i might bring out some garth brooks um but yeah if i'm in the locker room man and you just put on uh gosh you just put on kind of like a top 40 like i'm, I'm pretty i'm pretty lame in my music choice like if you throw in like a Katy perry banger or a taylor swift banger or justin bieber banger like i'm probably gonna sing it kind of kind of loud like almost like too loud we like strip like maybe <laughs> maybe bring it back a little bit but you know it, i can't help it man it happens okay i gotta see this i kissed a girl by Katy perry we gotta see ross mm -hmm. or go fireworks i mean firework one, right that's roar, a good one, after roar a good yeah. one. 
Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, okay. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I'll have to. We'll have to try to pull some strings and get a Ross Stripling video Absolutely. in the near future. <laughs> uh, okay, Ross, we're gonna let you go because we, we know you're on the road. We want to get let you get your beauty sleep. Uh, so thanks again for checking in with us. Hopefully, we can do this again because this is always a good time. Uh, and uh, pre hopefully, your uh, road to recovery is a speedy one. So look look forward to seeing you back on the bump soon. Thanks, guys. Appreciate y'all having me. Thanks right. a ton, Ross. That, of course, was yep. Ross Stripling. Uh, man, every time. Just every fantastic time, conversations, anytime, All the time. Oh. Yeah. Guys, uh, a stud on the mound and a stud conversationalist. Look at it. that, hey? Yeah, I hope, again, like you mentioned with the kids, uh, two kids here, I totally get it. I was going to say, that hit your heartstring oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, Absolutely. pulled on them a little bit. Hit, hit your heartstring more than a T-Swift song? Uh, a little bit more, yeah. A little bit more. Uh, yeah. What about yeah. Love Story? Take her. Well, you know, her, oh, I like her old stuff. Oh, you like her? I, I like Taylor <laughs> you like Swift. the classics? Yeah, I like the classics. <laughs> the classics. <laughs> I like Taylor Swift before it was cool. <laughs> That's right. Uh, you, you saw her coming before anybody oh, else did. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, of course, our video guests, as always, are brought to you by the amazing team over at IKSmedia.com. I, well, that's their website, but the business isn't. Com. You know what I'm talking about. IKS is your premier destination for event planning, live broadcasts and entertainment, video screens, and a whole lot more. These guys are awesome. They just did a concert series over uh, at the at Wascana Lake, Shake the Lake. Uh, they're doing Queen City X, so all the concerts at Queen City X are going to be busy, busy. Producing those. Uh, the they're you know their guys are all over the place. The Pat season's coming up. That's that's all under their umbrella. All sorts as well. of good things coming up. Going to be a good, lot. That's of stuff. good. To now have. that live events are coming back, man, it just feels good to. Oh, yeah. Just like even the going to the Ryder game the other day, just being out there and you know. Being I'm very excited to go to the Pats games this year. I got to be honest, right? Having the opportunity to see Connor Bedard, who you guys just had on the Rod yeah, Peterson Bedard, show today, yeah. man, oh man, I, I'm uh, super excited <laughs> quick, to see. Did you watch the interview fully? I didn't have a chance to catch the full interview. Check the. No. Check I, was, it after. I was I was doing this thing called working. Oh yes, uh, we were laughing though <laughs> uh, during the interview, and I'll just tell this before we go to commercial mm -hmm. break. Uh, Connor Bedard, 17 year old hockey phenom, right? Of course, everybody just turned 17. You're still 16. Uh, he might still be 16, but he's in that age group he's gonna be 17 had to fact check, he's yeah. he's uh sorry no he's 16 because yeah, he's draft eligible next year not even this year exactly. 2023 the following year. yeah so anyways he's yeah. just 16 yes uh so he comes on and rod says you know connor uh you know it's been a busy summer for you you've been training uh, a lot of hockey well, how's your summer been just tell us about your summer he's like yeah uh you know i've been i've been rollerblading a lot because he's in a rollerblade hockey league with ken johnson fifth overall pick they're on the same team not, not a bad way to spend the summer. uh so That's he's like yeah i've been rollerblading you know a lot of hockey a lot of nice training a lot of training uh how's your summer been rod <laughs> we all just started laughing like this 16 year old kid but just how's your summer been rod again though fits into that prototypical polite yeah well-raised young man that you wouldn't know that if he had the weight of the world on his shoulders yeah. right right he's not he's not the prodigal son of a junior hockey team he's just Connor bedard the 16 year old awesome. and he loves playing hockey yeah and that's that's awesome to have a moment like yeah. that you're gonna have him. to you're gonna have to check out the interview because the whole thing was awesome absolutely that was just a real wholesome moment at the beginning how's your summer of course been? that's excellent uh anyways we're gonna take a break after the break uh are we getting into the bluebird block or are we going to get into the fictional player yeah, it's hockey kind draft? of a pick them yeah we're, we're, we're only going to do one more segment so this is our last break of the night so when we come back uh two and a half minutes from now we'll do a whole bunch of stuff for 45 minutes straight uh jordan won't be happy about that for actually you know what that's not bad we're on, we're on a good pace right now uh we'll see you in a couple minutes does this look familiar your fans deserve an incredible arena experience it's time for an upgrade stunning graphics Revenue opportunities are just the beginning with our in-venue display systems and scoring technology. 
Let us help you find the best solution for your facility. BDG, always delivering the best fan experience. Here's how your business can be a part of Canada's fastest growing sports talk show. All you have to do is contact us and we will tell you all about the dynamic and exciting marketing opportunities we have utilizing a fully integrated 360 degree multi-platform. Imagine your business seen and heard across Canada on Game Plus TV and around the world on the Rod Peterson Digital Network. You will use one of the most overused expressions in sports. You gotta be kidding me. Get your business involved. Contact the Rod Peterson Show today. Everyday Hoop Is it time to take your event online? Bring it to IKS Live. We've got a fully customized virtual event platform with remote guest support for your next fundraiser, talk show, conference, performance, and more. IKS Live offers live streaming to Facebook Live and YouTube and pre-recorded capabilities, both in our studio with green screen available and on location with pre-production and post-production services. IKS Live, the proud producer of The Rod Peterson Show and The Recovery. Hour. Visit us at IKSLive.ca. Don't rack your brain trying to source the equipment and materials you need for your business. Rockstar can operate your entire supply chain from PO creation to expediting your shipments all from our office. Leverage the buying power of the Rockstar Buying Group to not only save money and time, but also the headache. From gloves to glue, we can provide it for you. Find out more at rockstar.com. Max was having a great chat in the commercial break, and uh, we're, we're doing some research for the ultimate fictional movie hockey team. Draft. So, UF, ultimate, ultimate fictional, fictional Uf. hockey movie. UFHMD. Sure. UFHMD. Close. Yeah. Enough. Good. Uh, fictional, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, we're going to do that, I think, next next break. Uh, but that's I thought you said we weren't having another break, man. You're sorry, lying next, to people. Next section of the Come talking. on, We're going to do the Bluebird block now because we're talking Blue Jays. <laughs> Me and Max just had a great talk in the break about, uh, you know, obviously our chat with Ross Stripling just now. Uh, again, thank you to Ross for hanging out for a little bit Absolutely. tonight. Uh, always appreciate that. Um, some comments. Sheridan Davis just said that was a great interview. Sheridan, thank you. Uh, Sheridan, I was going to ask your question. Uh, you said, how many beers does Ross drink after he wins a game? Oh. I was like, ah, you know what? I'm not feeling the vibe of that one, Sheridan. That maybe is for the after hours program. That's yeah, squad with, after dark. That's the material. great Western original We'll get 16. Ross in the offseason. We'll send him a case of yes, original 16. There we go. Now we're talking. Get him on some Canadian beer and then... 
That'll work. Yeah. Uh, John <laughs> Ohm in Winnipeg says, you need a bank loan to see the Regina Pats this year, I hear. Yeah. Did you hear about this, Max? They raised their t- season ticket prices in quite a bit. Well, I'm not paying for seasons. I'll go the individual. Yeah, games, we'll go to a couple of games. We'll go to a couple. Uh, Janelle Barkman says, a Katy, Pay- a Katy Perry banger. This guy is my new favorite player. Right? So <laughs> I should have read that. How do you not listen to that interview and Ross all of a sudden just elevates yeah, like everybody 50 likes spots in, in your favorite player ranking? Yeah, he's he's just, right up there. Yeah. Uh, John Ohm is saying, I'm really liking the home run jacket of the Jays. And I like how much they use it, John. That's the other part of it. Uh, They've been using it a lot lately. Um, I love the other night where it's like it was a close game and then uh, Springer hit one, Teo hit one, Semyon hit one, and Dickerson hit one or whatever Mm -hmm. that was the other night. Yeah, Uh, that's right. That was a – Yeah. It was a – it was a – Dickerson – I like Dickerson's swing, by the way. Just a small note. Yeah. Uh, Jackson – sorry, Jackson. I – Jackson Seal said, would you rather have had – would what would you rather have, a five- or a six-man rotation? We kind of got that one in, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, we'll get back to the Bluebird block here, brought to you by our friends over at RBI Baseball here in Regina. Uh, baseball and softball, I should say. Uh, Joey Votto got his 2,000 hit today. We talked about it earlier. Uh, awesome job for a Canadian kid from Etobicoke, Ontario. Etobicoke. Uh, is it? I think it's the K is it's silent. It's like Etobicoke or something, isn't it? It's like no, a it's, you said it right, but I think the K is silent. Etobicoke? Etobicoke. I think it's Etobicoke. Maybe you'll just we have, have to some get Ontario jo- viewers. Ontario we'll just have viewers. To get Joey on the show, and then we'll ask him. <laughs> right. right, Ontario viewers, please chime it's in and let us know. Homework for the week. How do you pronounce Etobicoke? I think it's. He's think not going to be in high demand after getting two thousand hits. Like we could yeah. probably get him on the show. Yeah, Joey will pop on, no problem. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, uh, he's just going to jump on with us. Um, I'm just going to open because I, I know that Craig Ballard likes to watch our on our Twitter feed. So I'm just going to open that just to make sure I don't miss anything from him. I might have already missed something from him, uh, but. Uh, just shout out to Joey Votto. Uh, Teoscar st- time stud contract extension ale player of the week. That's the headline for the topic. Uh, so Teoscar has been on fire three for four the last two games. Whoever writes this show does a really good job. Yeah, 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 totally. You said he had three home runs the other night or just in the last couple of games, three knocks, three knocks. Yeah. He did have three on the week though. Three home three runs, on the 10 week. ribbies, uh, ale player of the week, uh, leads to the blue Jays third, uh, in a row, which is unbelievable. Uh, no, another guy we forgot to mention going through the lineup. That deserves some praise. Yes. Randall Gritchick. Yep. And Randall Gritchick has say, had a very good season. We didn't season. say Guriel. We didn't, didn't say, say Lourdes Guriel Jr. Reese McGuire's been hitting the ball real well. Yeah. We didn't even say Dickerson. I mean, we, I mean <laughs> that's one that's, through nine. That's kind of the point, though, is that there's so, just, yeah, a lot there's of just good, too many to name. That's, that's good a good guys. problem to have. Yeah. It's a good problem. Um, so, anyways, Tay Oscar, we talked about him in the past. Uh, I believe in the offseason, when we were still talking about offseason topics. We posted a clip, Tay Oscar, what should his next contract look like? We were saying at that time, uh, it should get the he should potentially be in the Jose Batista conversation. Mm-hmm. Five years, sixty million dollars, twelve a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's elevated himself above that now at this point. I would say so. Especially after Randall Gritchick's number as well, too. I want to say Randall came in at that five year, sixty million dollar range as well, almost oh, yeah. an identical one. I think he's at twelve when, and a half, so that makes exactly. a lot of sense. So yeah, yeah, just above that anyways. But what Tay Oscar Hernandez is doing, you already said the stats earlier in the show, right? 162 game pace, over a 300 average, 40 bombs. Silver Slugger last year. He's probably going to be another one this year. Exactly. And he missed part of the season. And, th- and that was the thing, right? It was how are we going to hand out a contract, I guess, or at least a long term one based on the results of a 60 game season? Well, he's clearly proved that he can handle that bat over 162 games. And it's just incredible to watch, right? He's he's that beacon of calm. He's that guy yeah. that, you know what, if Vladdy's going in a bit of a slump, tail, no worries, Vladdy, I got you. And it doesn't have to be the big bomb all the time. He's just, 
just places the ball elegantly all over the field. No elegant. matter, I, I like it. Elegant. I'm it's in the graceful. Taylor Swift mode. Elegantly, it's graceful. It's graceful. It has an elegant grace to it. But he's he took the knocks on him early in his career. And he's found a way to redefine himself as a hitter. And it takes time in the big leagues, right? I'm sure if we would have asked Ross that, right? From a pitcher's perspective, it takes you a couple hundred innings to really get your feet wet. Well, we kind of did last him that. Remember I said, mm-hmm. is there like a magic number right. in terms of starts to kind of really feel like you've made it? Exactly. And he said, not really. <laughs> not really, right? <laughs> not really. Depending on the guy, right? But for yeah. Tay Oscar, right? Who knows? Maybe it was, it was hitting two, is 2,000 ABs, yeah. right? Yeah. Kind of right around where he's at now. And he's clearly figured it out. And he's still only 27 years of age. 27, 20, maybe 28 now, but Regardless. either way, he's in that five-year contract kind of window. Like probably, probably in the Marcus Semyon money currently of 18 million. million dollars a year, yeah. five years, 90 mil. I'd so, feel really good about that. Like honestly. I said, Rogers is going to have to sell a lot of cell phones. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Is it's we might coming have to up. switch our plans. It's coming. Well, mate, just to support the just boys. Just to support the boys. Uh, yeah. yeah, we might have to yeah do that for <laughs> sure. Uh, it's coming up on time where they're going to have to make some serious decisions, though. Yeah. And uh, you know, I think Tay Oscar's got to be in the plans. Has he's to. in that window where like you said he's not uh, over the hump yet, and that's where we were talking last week about Marcus Semyon. What does his extension look like? Is it a two, three, four-year deal? Uh, what are we talking about there? Vladdy and Bo come to mind because they're due for those big extensions probably mm-hmm. coming up. And again, we talk about this every time we talk about their big extensions. The money won't come for a few years. So th- exactly. it's not like if they give them a $300 million contract, which is possible mm-hmm. legitimately uh, for Bo and Vladdy, um, you know, it's not, they're not going to see $30 million a year until year five, six, seven, somewhere down there. Coming up so, on a time to borrow the words of Eugene Melnick and paraphrase oh, a little bit. Eugene Melnick. We are coming up on an unprecedented window of investment wow. from Rogers in terms of uh, this not baseball often team. often we pull out a Eugene Melnick I know, right? I had to paraphrase because this one was a little bit, and I mean, the Blue Jays are experiencing a little bit more success. Regardless, yeah. I digress. So uh, let's get this out of the way, uh, just because it's a very small note, and I want to talk about the next topic. Uh, The Blue Jays went out and acquired Malik Smith. Malik Smith. So for those listening, it's M-A-L-L-E-X. Malik. It's a cool first name. Second L's not silent? Uh, Right. Yes. No, it is, actually. Uh, He's a speedy outfielder. Uh, His average isn't, it's 230-ish, somewhere in there. Had a couple of good seasons, Uh, though, sandwiched in between that where he hit 262. Yeah, a couple good seasons. Uh, Again, kind of a speedy defensive outfielder. Can steal some bases if he gets on base. Had some injuries. Pinch runner. And those come in handy, uh, especially late in games. Yeah, pinch runners. guys are good to have on the base pass. Not bad. We've seen uh, our new favorite player, Bravik Valera, come out of nowhere. He's been pinch running a little bit. So if you get a guy like Malik Smith who can come in and just kind of you know, do Dalton Pompey did that a bunch of years ago. Yes, he did. Or he yeah. just come in and pinch run, and he always seemed to score. Uh, so that's big. If you can get a good pinch runner, that's important. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now he's not going to be eligible for the playoffs because it's after the actual trade deadline. So it's just kind of a flexibility move for down the road. Uh, so that's that. Um, but not bad. Anyways, let's talk about down the stretch. 42 games left in the season for the Blue Jays specifically. Uh, I've looked at their schedule today. It's all, well, outside of Washington the next couple of days. All AL Central, all AL East. Like yep. it's the it's the Detroit Tigers, the Twins. Uh, I think they play the, who else in the Central? Uh, maybe the, who else is in the Central? <laughs> uh, I, always, I always struggle with Cleveland, the AL Central. Cleveland, the Royals. Nope, neither of those teams. Maybe it's just the Tigers and the Twins a lot. And then they play the Yankees. That's okay. That's a couple teams under 500. Yeah, the Yankees, the Twins, uh, the, 
Orioles is what I'm trying to say. No, they got a big series with the A's coming up as well, too. Oh, that, yes, uh, the A's are the other gonna one. Need to, they're going to need to find a way to win that series. The A's feel like an AL Central team to me. Anyways, uh, but then the Rays. So they have seven games against the Yankees, six against the Rays, and I want to say eight or nine against the Orioles. Here's hoping. Yeah, I am there's tired, a lot left against the Orioles. Tired of Red Sox fans. Say, no oh, more against the Red Sox. Not yeah. a single game left which, against Boston. Which is good, but I'm really hoping Boston doesn't have any more against Baltimore. Because we think can they're see over. a little bit of an inflation see, of their that schedule. That was the interesting part about the, the Jays compared to the Yankees and Red Sox. The Yankees and Red Sox played the Orioles a ton in the first mm-hmm. half. The Blue Jays played the Orioles a ton in the second half. So yeah. they need Gotta to find a way need, to win those games. They need to take advantage of those games for sure. Uh, so, Max, uh, the analytics... Uh, on the Jays. Now, you wrote this, so I, I mean, I should maybe let you read this, but the <laughs> analytics say that they should be leading the division. They're expected runs for and against type stuff. Expected uh, wins, not just expected runs. Wins. Expected wins. It's all saying that they should be having a better year. Now, we've seen a couple of late game struggles, and of course, that's well documented. In the double digits. Yeah. So, they're currently seven and a half back of the division lead, four and a half of the wild card. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're fourth in all of baseball with run differential, plus 127. That's crazy numbers yeah. uh so what do they need to do at the end of this season 42 games what do they need to do to sneak into those playoff spots they have to they clearly need to be done with the late inning collapses right and that's easier said than done but when it comes to the pieces that were assembled in this bullpen by ross atkins mark shapiro um adam simber we've seen him be incredible he's had a couple of tough outings as of late but he needs to get back to that incredible level uh i'd love to see julian merriweather in the back end of this bullpen again i'd love to see nate pearson be ready to right. go which is and you have a note to the here. next point yeah. but we just need those guys in the back half of the bullpen. And also, too, it's not just on the, the arms in the bullpen. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago, if not even last week. The runs need to be there late in the games as well. It's all fine and dandy when you can win a ball game when you're up 10-2 to two after the fifth inning. But when you're in those tight games, those 3-2 games, which I still think we had one stolen from us Friday night. Yeah. Don't know how that happened. Should have asked Ross about that. Should have. I'm sure uh, he has an opinion. I'm sure he does. But... Again, when it comes to those late inning collapses, they just can't happen anymore. We, we've blown our 12 mulligans. If you get 12 mulligans in a season, that's pretty good over 162. But it's it's just time for things to tighten up a little bit. you got to find a way to win those 4-3 ball games, 3-2. Again, it's great to win 8-3. I love watching 8-3 ball games when the Jays are on the right side Super of it. Super fun. But we've seen a lot of those this year, which has led to the positive run differential. But it's those 3-2, 4-3, 5-2, 5-3, whatever low-scoring affair you want to call it. Those have been the issues that have plagued the Blue Jays all season long, so they got to find a way to win those tight games, and obviously goes without saying, have to find a way to take advantage of the softness in the schedule over these last 42 right. games. We've talked about some of the opponents. It's it's crunch time, boys. It's, it's that point where you might have to win 30 of your last 42 currently with how many wins that you have to get into this wild card spot. Like Ross said, he doesn't feel like they've gone on a run as of yet, a, a true run with Which the talent level of this team. Me, him saying it that, does. like he said, it does. they went on a nine and two homestand over eleven games at home, coming mm-hmm. back to Toronto, and he didn't consider that a good run. So right. I love that based attitude. on the talent level. Yeah. Now the only question is, again, devil's advocate here, Ross is on the IL. George yeah. Springer is day to day with, uh, I guess, an ankle sprain. Bo Bichette, I don't. I don't think he should have been in that ball game the other day. 0 for 5, 5 Ks. I think that his shin is absolutely killing him, but he's going to go out there and try to help the team win, as Bo Bichette can do at 60% or 100%. It does not matter. So hopefully the injury concerns, it's got to be somebody else's turn. Yeah. It's got to be. Um, so Quick update to a question we had earlier. We put a question out to the mm-hmm. fans. How do you pronounce Etobicoke? Darren Slade's checking in. The K is silent, so it is Etobicoke. 
Well, all right then. So thank you, Darren Slade, for confirming me as the right person in this argument. You didn't even know where he was from. Ah, okay. I at least knew where he was from. Uh, John Ohm is saying <laughs> he's agreeing with you. Uh, two things. Jays need closing pitcher pitching success to win games. Pretty simple. Jordan Romano's uh, been good. Now, Jordan Romano has been good. The point that we were talking about, Nate Pearson's coming back, and he's going to add to their flexibility late in games into, in terms of just a blow-by pitcher. We talked to Craig Ballard about this a couple weeks ago. A guy who can just throw, come out, go, I think it was just Craig's words, balls out and go 100 miles an hour, nobody can touch my fastball. That's huge. And I also like straight diesel. Straight diesel? Straight diesel. We talk about this, I think, often enough that you guys know our stance on how the Yankees were built for years and how the Royals were built for a few mm -hmm. years, where it was as soon as you got to the seventh inning, you weren't scoring another Power run because arms. they had Kelvin Herrera and uh, uh, David. What was Davis's Duffy? first name? Well, Duffy was another one, but Davis. They had a, a Davis. Yes. Uh, yes, agreed. Uh, the Yankees. <laughs> Wade the Yan Davis? Wade, yes, thank you. Wade Davis. Uh, the Yankees had Batances and Miller and and Chapman, and yeah. it's just like you're not scoring a run on those guys. So that's what the Jays. I mean, I'm not going to get too far ahead of myself because Romano's young, Pearson's young. But if you have a couple fireballers, it really makes a difference uh, that can just come in and change a pace. And even if it's not back to back, even if it's night after night, mm -hmm. you get Romano in the ninth one night, and you get Pearson the next night, yep. and then one night maybe Brad Hand comes out, and he's no slouch himself in no, the ninth. Exactly. Inning. He's closed a bunch of games recently. So um, there's options there. It's now coming down to execution, right? Yep. It's just we're past that point. Now with the gimmies are gone, we need health. Their, we need we need consistency. We need and, consistency. We need, we need those expected wins to turn into actual wins. Yes, exactly. Uh, this is a question we'll end this off on. Anyone know how serious Springer's injury is? Inquiring minds needs to know. This is from John Ohm. Hopefully, uh, I heard it was week. an ankle, right? Yeah. And it's not too bad. I, I I wouldn't expect him to miss more than one or two series. I, I think even sooner than that. We're hopefully going to see him. At Maybe the end he's back by Toronto. Hopefully, end of the week. Okay, well, so, there you go. So, two games against Washington. Let them sit out. Another day off. Yeah. If it's an ankle, so it depends, right? Because that's one of those things where it's, again, it could react differently from day to day, I guess. Right. At least the report that I heard on the broadcast the following day was that there is no structural damage from the MRI. Nothing like that of concern. So, again, here's hoping that's just one of those things that feels better day by day. And, again, with George Springer, though, like, again, this is where it's, you got him for six years. Yep. I get that you're in a race right now. You got four and a half games to make up. I do not want them to bring him back any sooner than needed for this season alone. I might be in the minority there, but he does not need to be patrolling center field on a 75% ankle yep. for a year where statistically, what do they have? About a 47% chance of making the playoffs. I just, again, it might be in the minority there. I don't want to see him back any sooner than 110%. I don't care what the record says. Just a quick note here. Uh, it's You won't be able to see the comment, but on our Twitter and on our YouTube feed tonight, Cal the Jays fan checked in, and Good I think stuff. he just missed it. He was the question I asked about oh, Vladdy okay. Jr., Cal, I asked your question. Oh, Did you miss it? Cal. <laughs> oh, Cal. You're so, killing me, Smalls. Yeah, so uh, also on YouTube, uh, A-Dog is watching, and A-Dog says, oh, my God, Stripling agrees. It is the hardest division in baseball. 100% it is. There it is. I told you weeks ago. Yeah, he told on Twitter. weeks ago. Uh, exactly. <laughs> so there you go. I think that'll do it for the Bluebird block. Uh, that was a always. good one. Good Bluebird that block. felt good. Nice and, nice and tight. We didn't go to, we didn't have a ton to talk about. But didn't it was blow it in the ninth. Quality over quantity. That's right. Uh, we, as always, is brought to you by our friends over at RBI Baseball and Softball Training here in Regina. It is Saskatchewan's premier baseball training.
training facility. I like the movement tonight, boys. You got some animation going on back there. Uh, just I hear dropped George. a sick merch line, the boys at RBI. Oh, yeah. Did, so. Check it out. Uh, yeah. I think RBI Baseball, You can. they have a website, they have a Facebook, Instagram. Uh, you can go check them out all over the place. They got a great Instagram page, so make sure you see that one. Uh, and, again, if you ever need some baseball training or your kids are looking to take their game to the next level, they got some great coaches over there. They can, they can uh, cater to what your kids need. It's great stuff. RBI Baseball, check them out. Uh, I think it's time... Jesus, that, uh, that that comes in hot. That comes in that, hot. That didn't have audio the first time they played it. I comes didn't hear it. Comes in hot. It uh, comes in a little hot. Anyways, I think it's time for the nightcap, Max. What do you think? I'd say so. Crazy not to. All right. Let's uh, crack them open. Great Western. I got crack the loggers. Got I got the loggers again tonight. There you go. Good toss. Good toss. Awesome. Now, these, it, uh, toss. in all honesty, uh, I'm gonna before I open it, mm -hmm. I'm going to preface this by I kicked these completely off the desk earlier you in the did. show. Like, I was just this like a straight a up. sweater as I've well. been playing FIFA 21 a lot. It was a straight up uh, roundhouse kick uh, right in front of Who's the Who's your net. guy on FIFA? Uh, right now, You're I'm kind of. You're a Ronaldo of, guy, aren't uh, you? No. Uh, straight up, I, I always go with the English Premier League, but I start with the fourth tier, and I work my way up. I get I get promoted well, all like the way Ted up. it's like Ted Lasso. Yeah, okay, sort of. It, yeah. So I actually went out and You've got. never seen Ted Lasso. I haven't, but I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Okay. I actually went out and got the two Canadian boys, Jonathan David and, and Alfonso Davies. Ooh. So they're my two big boys Good right strategy, now. Yeah, Good strategy, They're scoring some big goals for me. Uh, Davies is a defenseman. Oh, it didn't, it didn't go too bad. It's actually not too bad. It settled itself down. Uh, anyways, I, those Western are my two go-to boys, and then I, you know, I, I work around them and add pieces here and there. But uh, great West, great sounds West. like Bill. It's a great Western it's nightcap. It's a great Western original. The lager always goes down smooth. Uh, it's a great. Uh, you can just drink it anywhere. It's a great Isn't it uh, Monday. It's a great drink. Yeah, it's Monday. <laughs> uh, Starting the week off right. That's right, 100%. So our, our big thing actually comes from us. Now, I don't know if Myron's watching. Oh, he is watching. Myron's here. Good, Myron. Uh, Myron, Good. cheers to you, buddy. This is yes. for you. This was your suggestion. Uh, Myron says, the graphics are on point. Kudos to the workers in the back room. Uh, absolutely. Myron, this is for you, buddy. This was your suggestion last week. Me and Max right now, and I think we agreed. Back and forth. Back and forth draft. We're making two you lineups. Get, you get the first pick. Okay. Because I had first pick last week. Oh, I'm a gracious a lot of pressure. Like I'm kind of nervous for this. Uh, you should so be. It is the all-time right uh, fictional hockey movie draft. Mm -hmm. I think that's what we decided to call it. Uh, beer just isn't for breakfast, John Ohm says. And that's, that's right. That's true. <laughs> certainly isn't. I laughed as I uh, sipped that one. I almost, almost choked on live air. Good on live stuff. TV. Uh, anyways. So we are going into this. We have to pick fictional hockey players. Three forwards. Uh, I'm going to say let's just not worry about positions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, positionless uh, hockey. Two defensemen and one goaltender. And we'll go with a head coach as well. I don't mind that idea. So first pick. This is a lot of pressure. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm going to make the wrong choice and everyone's going to laugh at me here. Um, however, I'm going to go through this list here. On I have a little list where I kind of – like a cheat list almost. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to go through that a little bit here as we kind of go – um, there's so many good options because there's a lot of good hockey movies that are fictional. Uh, and th again, this doesn't include Miracle. That's real. Uh, it doesn't include right. uh, uh, some of the other ones, like some of the real ones that are documentaries, more or less. This is about the fictional ones. We're right. talking Goon. Oh, we're yeah. talking uh, Slapshot. We're talking Young Blood. We're talking The Mighty Ducks. The uh, list goes on and on. Um, so I think if, if I'm going... You know, leader of my team, Ooh. Um, a guy there. who I'm going to rely on to, you know, be the face of the franchise. Already typing it. 
do you know who I'm going for? Possibly. I'm going to go Reg Dunlop from Slapshot. Oh, that's not where I was going. Now, okay. I don't know if he's going to be the highest scoring guy on the ice, but in terms of having a bit of a player coach, having a guy who's going to go out there and fight for your team, mm -hmm. he really wants that team to succeed. Uh, I think Reg kind of gives you a little bit of everything you want to build a team around. And I think you can right. put guys around him to make him better. Uh, and you can squeeze any, every last drop out of that guy that you can get. So I'm going to go Reg Dunlop. Plus, I mean, one of the best movies of all time. You can't go wrong. Can't uh, go wrong. I think I missed out on some production with this pick, but I'm happy with the leadership uh, aspect of it. Max, you got pick can't number two. Can't go wrong with it. Man, this is tough. That wasn't... I thought I was going to grab him in the third round. Did really you think did. that I was going to go somewhere else? I did. Okay. I did. I did. Oh, but, I think I know where you But you, you know what? It's going to open up an opportunity for me here. I'm going to go skill. I'm not going to mess around at the top of the draft here. I'm going to go skill. Okay. And with that skill, I'm going with Adam Banks, the oh, cake eater. Adam yeah. Banksy, centerman, guy that can do it all. I, I liken him... I just when I watch the movies, I think of Matt Barzell when I think... Okay of Adam Banks, just in terms of hockey movies and skill. He's got slick hands. <laughs> Guy's a warrior. Came back from, like, a basically broken wrist oh, in yeah. D2. And the other thing about Adam is he's changed teams, so you know exactly. he can adjust to different environments. 100%. Uh, and he's got a lot of pressure from his family, too, so he's been through Plus, some his pressure. dad's a lawyer, so if my team goes bankrupt, yeah, i got okay. a financial bail. Uh, so. Producer Ryan Barocco's tuning in. Uh, he says, I am so confused. Did I lose a day of my life? What is going on? Squadcast on a Monday? did. Uh, Ryan, we catered to Ross Stripling of the Toronto Blue Jays. We wanted to have him on live, and he agreed. So we had to do guy it on worth Monday. moving the show for. for yeah, a I think that's a, a good one. Um, John Ohm says Reg character guy Clark. Uh, wow, Dunlop, the goons coach goes first overall. Uh, you got to take age into consideration, though. Like no, you I know. Said, that's why I said squeeze I, every I, last drop. Yeah, I got this you. isn't a long-term fantasy draft. This yeah, is it's a, like David Justice, I'm Brad Pitt. I'm going to squeeze every last exactly. drop of baseball out of you. Yeah. That's what's uh, now, be. this is interesting because we're going into the second picks now. And I feel like we're going off the same cheat sheet. I I think we are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go Dean Youngblood. Oh, that was where I was See, thinking. See, like I said, I got I to gotta put some people around Reg Dunlop yeah. to help that production really get higher. Have you seen Youngblood? I, I, I honestly, know you haven't seen it. Honestly, I haven't. I know you. I haven't. know what. I know the idea. I'm pretty but sure. No. I, I'm pretty sure I mentioned. And it I kind of feel time. bad about it. I really do. You should. Uh, because but Youngblood, you seen the movie. Youngblood was one of the purest goal scorers on any roster of any team in any hockey movie, Max. According Did to my research. Did you also scroll down to two lines deeper and see that it took him a while to get translated into the next level? Because doesn't matter. He's translated now and he's ready to roll. All right. Well, if we're talking character guys, Reggie Dunlop's up there. Yeah. No doubt. Oh. Hundred percent. Yep. But if I need a guy to take out your sniper mm -hmm. and do it cleanly and do it very politely, very Canadianly, <laughs> got to go with Dougie Glad. Okay. I got to go with my character guy. I'm taking Dougie Glad all day, twice on Sunday. He's the guy, the culture builder in my room to really be the rallying point. We all saw what happened at the end of Goon 1. Mm -hmm. The boys did it for Dougie. Yep. The boys are going to do it for Dougie when we line up against you. Totally. I like it. So that's your pick, Doug Glatt? You've actually seen that movie, too. I have. I have. This is tough. I'm going to go... I feel like that's cheating if you of, haven't seen the movie, at least. One of the biggest, um, you know, when you're building a team, they say centerman, top defenseman, and an elite goaltender. Uh, I'm going to go back to that defenseman era, area, and I think I need to shore up the defense a little bit. Um, so I'm going to take Fulton Reed. Uh, Fulton Reed's okay. got... He's physical. Uh, he's got that shot, so he can run a power play. He can do a little bit of everything. 
Uh, and he'll basically do whatever you tell him to do as well. He's that kind of player. Uh, he's part of the uh, the Smash Bros. So you know, you know, he's got that kind of aspect to him, and I think that's going to be really important with guys like Youngblood up front to have that physical aspect on the back end. I think that's really important. So I'm going to go Fulton Reed. I think that's probably a reach at this part in the draft, but I got to go with it. Might be. I'm a little worried just about how my defensive corpse is going to look after this, but I got to go with another skill guy. Have to. Okay. Xavier Laflemme. Oh. Heavy on goon. Yeah. Again, I got my enforcer to take out Dean Youngblood. I also got my guy to protect. Right, my but you're talking guy about you just bashed me for Youngblood having an issue at translating into the next level. That's what Xavier Laflemme's issue was, was it not? Yeah, it was. He figured it out by the so end of the So did Dean Youngblood. You haven't seen the movie. You don't know that. You don't either. <laughs> <laughs> well, just call like I see it, my friend. Hey. But Xavier Laflemme, we are going to uh, go with a forward heavy group here. Tons of skill up front. Guy with some character as well, too, and Dougie Glad. I like how this is shaping up for me. I'm a little worried how my back end's going to look, but you know what? We're going to battle it. We're going to figure it out. That's fair. Uh, we talked about uh, the three pillars of a successful franchise. Mm -hmm. Goaltending is that other one. And I, you know, there's a few good options out here. Uh, but the one that I always go to, that glove hand, Julie the Cat Gaffney. I'm going with Julie the Cat. Uh, she has a little bit of everything. She's got that poise. She's got that confidence. She's got the demeanor. She's not afraid to throw down. We talked about this before the show started, Max. She's not afraid to, you know, push a couple guys over if they help her with her pads. Yeah, over the bench, right? Over the bench, yeah, making, no. Making yeah. up scenes as we Anyways, go. Gaffney, you know, she's she's a, a big game performer, and she is always there. So I'm going to go with Gaffney for my goalie. And again, that leaves a couple really good goalies for you. And I know you had one in mind that you wanted it really so does. i'm gonna let you have the that problem one. is is i'm going a little niche with this like i did with eight men out but uh we said all-time fictional goalies correct yeah, yeah. all-time fictional fictional goalies yes with the fourth round selection uh-huh uh -oh. much like my man i'm pretty worried here you see sorrows i'm going with jc petit from the mcdonald's, oh, the McDonald's commercials, commercials. But that's off the board. I that's like that. That's off the board. Guy didn't. Do you see those commercials? Guy never lets a puck even get near past him. That's a great pick. JC Petit. See, I thought you were going with. Uh, I have a very strong French Canadian connection. Yeah, you're right. I, I know. thought you were going I was, with the other French Canadian. I was going to go there. That was another one. Justin Timberlake. I got to go with JC Petit, especially because you already took your goaltender. Yeah. So, as, as much as I like what uh, JT, I mean, uh, Jacques Lacoque Grande brings to. <laughs> The team popped Chocolate out with the Coke. ketchup. Yeah. It's real good. <laughs> uh, it does not compare to JC Petit stopping pucks for me left, right, center, and sideways. So That's fair. That's where I'm going. That's fair. Uh, let's just check in on some comments here. Wow, that's a cool pick, Max, from the McDonald's commercial. That's John Ohm. Uh, Gaffney has a temper problem, Myron says. Takes exactly. unnecessary you penalties. you got to worry about that sometimes, you know, man. If you're talking about taking unnecessary penalties, he picked Doug Glatt with his like second overall pick. Like, Guy that's... can't even skate. He couldn't really take penalties. Into... Oh, wow. Yeah. So there's a, there's a fly going there's around a, There was. <laughs> that was what I was doing in the Ross Stripling <laughs> interview. You're like, wait, you have a question? You have a question? No, I don't. Yeah, I just Max got... threw up his hand like four times. I'm like, you, yeah, you want to go next? No. <laughs> I had four questions back to back. Back to back. Uh, Fulton Reed will flourish under Donlop's guidance, Myron says. I think that's a great point. Uh, better pick we that French have... goalie of the Charleston Chiefs. Now, he was on the list. However, Denny Lemieux, I don't think he put he up was, a ton of great performances. Great. And he's kind of from that era of goalies where they didn't, you know, not goalies weren't necessarily the best player on the team. No. So I, I think I made a better choice with the more modern Gaffney. Yeah. Uh, I think she's going to play a, a little bit more to the style that I, I prefer for this team. Yeah, if she plays. This really, this real team. Right. 
Uh, Banksy's a great second overall pick. Skill, character. Gotta he go. wanted to play through an injury in D2. Absolutely. Yeah. Myron's all over it. Uh, John Ohm says, great pick with young blood. Okay, so let's move on. I got two picks left, I think. I got a forward and a defenseman. I got a pick. And I got young blood. I got Dunlop. Now, here's a problem. I, I'm, in, I'm in a bit of a pickle because we talked about this before. I was going to pick all three Hanson brothers as my forwards. Just just the three Hanson brothers. But I didn't think we'd get many goals that way. No, probably not. <laughs> you know, a couple of elbows. Heavy budget the elbows, tinfoil. A little too. Gordie Howe. Our, yeah. our tinfoil budget goes up. I got to pick one of them, though. And I'm going to go with Jeff. I feel like Jeff is a little bit a, kind of the crazier one. Uh, he's, I think he's the younger one of the three. Uh, and I, I just think, uh, you know, you put him in a lineup, he's going to go Gordie Howe on everybody. He's going to be the guy you just need to go out and wreck people's days. He's going to be that pass that nobody wants to play against. Right. I'm going to go Jeff of the Hanson brothers. Uh, that leaves Jack and Steve if you want one. But I got, I got to go with Jeff. Don't need him. Okay. You left my guy on the board that I was pumped. This was my sleeper pick. Okay. You talk about a guy back in the third round about maybe reaching a little bit. I think you might have. I think you went with the wrong defenseman. Okay. From the Mighty Ducks franchise. Oh, you're going to do this to me? Yeah. I was going to take him next. You next ever day. heard of the knuckle puck? Oh, you're taking Dean Tyler. Russ Tyler. Russ Tyler. You already Not picked. Dean. Jeez, how's that Great Western going down it's, for you, my friend? Uh, I think when I kicked it off the table, it strengthened it. Might have strengthened it a little bit. Russ Tyler, inventor Russ of Tyler. the knuckle puck. Very versatile as well. We saw yeah. you could play net if you need. Oh, yeah. That's right. He's got the weapon, the secret and shot. And the knuckle puck while playing And I've playing got enough goal. skill where his skating ability really doesn't matter. My guys are going to move. Well, like I said, if we're worried about skating ability, I think I'm worried about Fulton a little bit more than I am Russ Tyler. Fair. We saw Russ Tyler out on the roller rink. We know yep. the guy's got some jets. He can move. But he's also got that knuckle puck, which is a secret weapon that we just absolutely know. It's, it's hard. It's got movement. It's a pitch mm -hmm. as a shot in hockey. Yep. Good luck stopping it. I'm going with Russ Tyler. Yep. Um, now, you might want me to pick Dean Portman here to get the Smash Brothers on my defense. I'm going to go a different way. I'm going to go back to slap shot. Dean Portman, D2 or D3 because he plays two different positions. Got to get D2. your scouting report. D2 yeah, would D2 be the guy. I'm not playing. picking him, though. That's when he played forward. I'm picking from slap shot Dave Killer. Carlson. Again, I need one of those punishers on the back end. I know Dean Portman has that style, but I think he's a little bit undisciplined. I don't think he's a natural hockey player as much as Dave Killer Carlson is, and I think he's going to give me that kind of just big edge. And he's got the name Killer. I mean, you can never go wrong. Killer Kaminsky was a pretty good hockey player back in his day. That's a real person. Can't pick him. So I'm going to go Dave Killer Carlson from Slapshot, and I think I'm going to be happy with that team. So are you happy with your team? No, because I still have another pick. Well, then finish it. <laughs> what Pro do you have left? Problem is, I'm now in the uh, Dean Youngblood territory where I don't know who any of these guys are on D. See, so that was the problem with me <laughs> and Max. So this is what this is the problem we had with this. With this is that maybe we should have been, we would have been better off picking a team together because yes we've seen all these movies for the most part i don't remember <laughs> i don't remember every name of all the different players throughout every movie well, i've got to, i've got a play that i can go to yeah. that i'd be fairly happy with and i think you got to go with les averman on the oh, back end that's bold i think for a culture guy he might not bring the most skill to the squad but you just know he's picking up the brews. He, you just know he's the guy that comes out and the great Western <laughs> that's the, brews. That's the best. Uh, that's that's what you want in your last pick. You of the gotta draft. have the, the guy, guy who picking buys up the, the great beers. westerns before the game. <laughs> and at the end of the day, too, you need a laugh occasionally from time to time, right? You know what? Sometimes games aren't gonna go your way. You need that culture guy in the room that. Although Dougie Glatt brings it on a physical level, you need the guy that can get you a good laugh here and there. And to me, it's Mr. Averman. 
got to go with him. He's the guy so for my final. One pick. of the guys on my list that you could have picked, uh, I don't know. Uh, have you ever seen The Tooth Fairy? Yes. I didn't see that one. The Rock is in that one. He's a defenseman. His name's Derek Thompson. I thought Wait, you might what? go with that. The Tooth Fairy? The Tooth Fairy. No, yeah. I've not seen he's that. He's a hockey movie. player, but he's I a Tooth Fairy. I got that wrong. And he's a D-man. He's a D-man. Wow, I totally missed that. Didn't read my cheat sheet. Do you want to change your pick? Well, no. Can't you got last it. pick, can't, so can't I can't make another pick, so you go ahead. Well, I can't do it now. You, got, no, you, I, can't, you can't do that to Les Averman. I'm pretty happy thing. with Les Averman. If you pick Averman, uh, we might be able to get him on, on one of our shows. Possibly. <laughs> Who knows? He's hey. that kind of guy. I do uh, like Les Averman, though. That's, uh, again, dude. culture guy, guy that might not. Hey, you know what? He seems like a guy that can make a great first pass, though. Yeah. That's all you need out of the back end. Yeah. So I'm stacked up front. John Ohm says the Hanson brothers all have to come together, bro. It's like the Sedins. Exactly. Uh, so yeah. I don't know. Maybe I have so to change my pick. you're one for three? No, I, I got can't one change of them. it now. Well, I don't know if it's I don't, maybe well, it's not eligible. you should have known that going in with this. I told you that. I said that. That's true. I said Brian Burke had to trade the pick for both the Sedins. Had to get both. Well, you didn't pick all three. So uh, Well, okay. You're I'm only gonna getting go a third it. of the quality out of the Hanson. It's true. I'm uh, winning this one. I, I'm going to stick with it. I think I think the problem with the Hanson line was that they were all on the same line and they were all off the ice at the same time so if you put one of them on the ice at once maybe maybe they are more productive of players you know what i'm talking i don't about? know though i feel like that's that brother 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 connection where if oh, you don't have that they're, out they're there, lost they're, they're lost completely mm. right it's just not there so that that, that's it. my opinion on the hansons myron says i think max wins four to two in a seven game series clark's boys can't outgoon all the skill on max's team no can't do it i got you're a lot take, of physicality you're gonna take mind. too many penalties dougie glatt's gonna go stand in front of the net on the power play too he's gonna be tipping knuckle pucks left right and center i think i'm winning the series in five Janelle, Thank you, Myron. Janelle Barkman. It. I've never seen slap shot. Janelle. 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 I mean, that's Janelle. That might be worse than uh, Elias last week not seeing Sandlot, but he's younger, so that makes sense. The movie came out way before but Elias Janelle. was even born. Janelle. That's that's a that's slap a must, shot. It's a must watch. Janelle, Janelle. you now have homework. It's like a must watch. within the next twenty four hours. It's got to be. <laughs> John Ohm says, sorry, Clark. Max has a great point on I, the Hansons. Yeah. Ah, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> hey, ah, I might be in trouble. Which is funny, right? Because you come from the richest scouting department in the league mm, yeah. with all the wealth and just apparently not a lot of knowledge. So that's fine. I'm very happy to take this draft. I'm going, I feel great I'm going, about my team. I'm going full Boston Bruins, uh, full Broad Street Bullies, full... Uh, <laughs> I was going like, to say, you got a lot of grit there. Dean Youngblood better score 95 goals. Jeff Hansen and... Yeah, I was going to say Dean Youngblood. Reg Dunlop's got to pick up his slack a little bit, I think. But Man, I Xavier LaFlemme. Okay I'm okay with it. I got Xavier LaFlemme in the third round. Yeah, but again... You it, know who you know. else would have been a fantastic pick here, though? Um, was uh, Gunnar Stahl. You could have gone Gunnar Stahl. We all know how dominant he was this he close was to going Gunnar Stahl. And I, maybe I should have instead of the Hanson to get more production up front. And you know who didn't get the call? We talk about culture. We talk about a guy that... Charlie yeah. Conway. Charlie Conway. The guy, one Guy Germain was one of the most underrated Mighty Ducks at the same time. He was so consistent, always performed. Jesse Hall, too, was another guy. Yeah, but he didn't come back. No, he didn't come back for the year three. No, no he didn't. No, he left and he never didn't. came back. Remember Darren Roanoke? Yes. Did, I was yes. thinking you were going Darren Roanoke specifically for the Toronto Maple Leafs connection. I thought that you yeah. would have had him for sure. I didn't sure. like that movie, though. Oh, <laughs> you didn't like the love guru. No. And they say, I don't have a soul. Oh, I know. Oh, buddy, come on. But it's, You haven't yeah. seen Youngblood. You don't like the love guru. Going back to baseball last week, you hadn't even seen two of my picks, so you didn't even know. 
Yeah. I knew about your picks though. Like yeah, I knew what they were. Knew, knew about them and knew them. Are two I've, very I'm pretty sure picks. you said 61. I'm pretty sure it's like 61. when you're doing your scouting report. I knew about these guys. You didn't truly yeah. know them though, and that's why your team sucks. And I'm going to beat you at four straight. Here's the thing about I'll give you Darren a gentleman sweep. It's going to be four one. Here's the thing about Darren Roanoke is that in the movie yeah. the actor plays the player exactly. and his skating mechanics are awful <laughs> so i don't think i trust the guy well, you know, i know we've, you guys know also paid david clarkson seven years hey, that's five million bucks and different yeah, regime yeah. different regime it's oh not that's right yeah that's right different like this, different guys now yeah. it's not we're not the the uh, hard part a few regimes with not a lot i was gonna success. say the hard part with the leafs is we're not we don't have a david poyle that's been there for 48 years that's right guy knows his stuff don't don't know what to say about yeah, it gets his players uh, under contract for a there. good dollar value you know what's crazy I was looking this up the other day. So Thomas Tatar, two-year, $9 million deal to go to New Jersey. Yeah. Think about this. In 2005, that was Paul Correa's identical contract to go to Nashville. Oh, man. He put up 85 points and 76 points. He still it's leads the franchise. A world. I know, but, I, it's, I, I but I'm just back. thinking, though, like when numbers, yeah. it clicks in my head. Freddie Anderson, two-year, $9 million deal. Yeah. He's not going to be nearly worth what Paul Correa was back in 2005. Yeah, I, uh, I I think back to after the the lockout, and I think the salary cap that first year was thirty nine million dollars, and guys were making ten twelve million dollars the year before. There was there were certain guys in the league that twenty four percent rollback though. They got that, and I think other guys had to take bigger pay cuts. Yeah, I think guys went from ten million to like three million. Paul Korea is a genius. Yeah, thinking back on this, do you remember the deal that he had before the lockout? I don't. He must have known it was coming. The guy, the guy is a genius. I, I will say this. He's, like, very fiscally responsible. Oh, yeah, he's great. Hockey Hall of Famer. I think he still drives the same car that he was driving in 2009. Yeah. He well, took now. a $1.2 million deal after making $10 million. So when he had his rollback, it was like nothing. Guy right. probably didn't even have to pay taxes that Myron year. says this is a good point about Roanoke. Uh, he gets too rattled. If anyone chirps him about his girl, he implodes. He does implode. So is, is, I, I think You know who we didn't point. pick? We didn't pick coaches. Oh, let's do that right now. Okay. Um, so you get the I get first back pick. to you. Yeah. So I, I'm lucky that I have Reg Dunlop already kind of as a player coach. You do. Uh, so I'm going to go again. Uh, now you said or somebody chirped me earlier about having too much goonishness on my team. I'm going back to goon. I got to take my guy. Uh, Kim Coates yeah. is, is the actor. Honestly, I don't remember his name in the movie, but he's the coach in that movie. Great coach, hard-nosed guy. He's gonna give. He's gonna give you everything he's got. He's not gonna give up. Uh, that's my go-to guy, Kim Coates from Goon. Again, I'm not sure of his name. I feel bad, but uh, that's tough. Again, your scouting report sucks. He's a great coach. I gotta go with him. Well, who's your coach? You're gonna go with Gordon. Is there any other answer? I can't believe you gave me the Minnesota Miracle, man. I'm giving you a can't. Him. I wanted believe, my like, guy Kim Coates. on a silver Listen, platter. Max, Call this a sweep. I'm we're finishing this seven game series in three now. I have been on two uh, video chats with Kim Coates. I have to pick Kim Coates. Cool. He's my I've, guy. I've watched all three Mighty Ducks movies 46 times. I agree. And so have I. I've watched season one of the new Mighty Ducks Game Changers series. Mm -hmm. Gordon Bombay has evolved yep. as a coach. It, it took him thing. a minute. I think him a Game minute. Changers. Turn me off of Gordon Bombay because I feel like a he lost the love of hockey and b when he, he came back found it near the his end his coaching of the techniques season. would not work for professional hockey his coaching techniques are to teach twelve year olds how to pass eggs back and forth these guys are grown men you're talking about Gordon Bombay then teaching, that's great I want a culture Gordon, guy he doesn't need X's on. and O's then you don't about, need X's and O's true but you're talking about Gordon Bombay teaching Reg, Reg Dunlop how to pass eggs back he doesn't and forth have to he's not on his team. 
Exactly. Know who he's is not on my team? team cause know I who, didn't pick know him. Who is on his team? Adam Banks. We know the guy's going to go through he a wall. He needs to form. pass some eggs we back got, and forth. We got Russ Tyler going to go through a needs wall. Needs a couple form. eggs. We got Les Averman going through a wall for Gordon Bombay. Somebody tie Les Averman day. to a net. I think they need that. And and plus, you got to tie your little guy to a net because. No, I don't. He do, the guy doesn't give up goals. I, I automatically won with yep. JC Petit. Max, that coach pick was your Christmas present from Clark, says John. It really was. I, I'm telling you, though. It really was. I got two coaches now. I got Reg Dunlop as a player coach. You need two coaches to go against five players? Apparently, I don't have enough skill on my team. You so, don't. yeah, I need as much you coaching really as possible. I did like the Reg Dunlop pick. I liked him in the third round, though. Uh, that was a Producer reach. Allen is saying Max wins. That's a pretty big statement from producer Allen. I had to come back uh, after last week. John Ohm says, I'm going to go play me some baseball and hockey on Xbox after this. Right. People are jacked up. That's uh, right. Darren Slade, uh, the 2004-2005 season was locked. Oh, they're talking amongst themselves in the comments. Mm-hmm. I see what's going on. Uh, John Ohm is going to lend Slapshot on DVD to Janelle so she can watch it. She also said, that's more than my mom says my name when I'm in trouble with my mom. So, Well, she's in trouble with her boys now. Yeah, with her boys. She's in trouble <laughs> exactly. with her boys now. There you go. Janelle, you got to go watch Slapshot. Janelle, it's, it, let's just say that it is, what, what was about what runtime on it? Buck 50? Uh, Slapshot? It's a pretty it's a long movie. longer, actually. It's a yeah. long, yeah. Two, long. two and a quarter, maybe? Yeah, Either way, it's much more than two, you will but. probably be watching that movie multiple times in your life after watching it the first time. Not safe for children. Let's no. just say that. A lot of nudity. We will we'll just say that. Hanrahan! <laughs> and that's all we have to say about there, that. Yeah, Forrest there's Gump. a lot. There Gordy! Anyways, um... So that's going to do it for our fictional hockey player draft. Uh, we'll put up the graphic. I roasted you. We'll put it up in the graphics uh, just in the graphics department later this week, and we'll get it out. <laughs> Why is it? I thought, that, what's the nod at me for? Because you're the graphics department. <laughs> oh, oh, really? I might I no- do it. I noticed I my text it. wasn't answered after saying, putting confidence in your eh, abilities. I might, I might have some time you got to take time out of an afternoon in TikTok, so. Well, that's true. I do have a busy TikTok <laughs> schedule. I need to put it on TikTok, so that's maybe part of my well, research. Well, there you go. That's part of it, yeah. Tomorrow on the Rod Peterson Show, we got Canucks and Lions reporter from Vancouver, Jeff Patterson, checking in. It's going to be a good chat. Uh, And Three Down Nations, Justin Dunk, always a good chat. A lot of interesting stuff to talk about with the Canucks, with the Patterson negotiation, Quinn Hughes. They just uh, signed Jason Dickinson, though. The OEL trade, Connor Garland. They got a lot of stuff. I like their offseason so far, but they got to get those two guys locked up. Yeah, that's the big one. Uh, Jordan, we have 45 minutes left, right? Yeah, next week on the squad cat. Well, eventually we're gonna have to do an off-season recap. We haven't, we've done it, but we haven't done it. Every week you've said to me, Max, we've got to do a way too early. Yeah, NHL we do a way too early one. Sk- or NHL. I think we do standings projections. Next week on the squad cast, uh, way too early Stanley Cup predictions. No, well we might. Uh, but next week <laughs> is it? Is next level next week? Is that the one we As decided? of right now, yeah. Next 24? next level hockey consulting with okay. potentially a very, very special guest. Yeah, we're going to save that one in case something happens and he has to leave. Yep. Uh, but uh, we'll probably have Kobe Williams, former Regina Pat, current AHLer, and we'll probably have Tristan Fry, Tristan Fry. Uh, who's just signed a deal over in Great Britain, I think it was. I believe so, yeah. Uh, I'll have to, to double play check with pro Tristan. Pro hockey that, overseas. Yep. So that's really cool. Uh, Tristan Fry, obviously former SJHL star, played with the U of R Cougars. Captain uh, Kobe of Williams, the U of R Cougars. Right. Kobe Williams, captain of the Regina Pats, mm-hmm. drafted by Washington. I want to talk about leadership and culture, guys. They're those, right there. Can I pick the Kobe Williams on my team? Uh, and I'll take Tris. Perfect. I like it. Uh, so anyways, and again, on top of that, another special guest that uh, Max is really excited about. That's all we'll say for now. Yeah. Again, just in case something happens and he can't be here. Knock on the wood. Uh, but I think that's going to do it for tonight. Max, do you have anything else you want to say? Mm, 
just that we greatly appreciate everybody that bared Absolutely. with us tonight. And I tell you what, man, Ross Stripling, that's a guy that is worth moving a show for. Again, my favorite saying, every day, twice on Monday. Wow. That's the guy. Darren Slade, right just, uh, just to wrap this up, uh, I haven't seen Slapshot either, and I've gotten this far in life, so... Oh, boy, our panelists have some homework to do, I must say. You know what? I'll watch Youngblood. You can oh, watch Yeah, Slapshot. I was going to say, you have to watch Youngblood. Yeah. What is going on here? Like, I just don't have how enough. am I that? Well, I, you oh. know what? I do love movies. Yeah. I'm a, well, you can tell by my fair skin. I don't I think I was too busy lot, watching but. Mighty Ducks as a kid to watch Youngblood. I didn't. You didn't uh, have to watch it. Clark, there was an interim period. I know. You, I get it. Go watch Youngblood. Uh, dad, my dad's checking Patrick in. Patrick Swayze. My dad just. Hey, you know what? I'm going to blame my dad. My dad didn't force me to watch Youngblood. We watched Slapshot together. Dad. We watched Slapshot together. Youngblood. Uh, I don't remember watching Youngblood, though. My so. dad never made me watch Youngblood. I had to do it all on my own. Again, scouting report. What's that word? Um, oh, I, I'm struggling. Ambition. Right. Ambition. You got to do it on your self -drive, own. Self-driven. Self-drive. Determination. Self yeah. Uh, Janelle, good night to you as well. Uh, she says, good night, my boys. Night, Janelle. Uh, thank you, Janelle. Always appreciate it. For everyone tuning in on, on Twitter, on YouTube tonight, uh, on Facebook, of course. Uh, we really appreciate it. On a Monday, again, super weird night for us. Next nice week, we're back. Graphic. We're back on Tuesday. Uh, so we'll see you then. And uh, for everybody in the back room, producer Alan, director Jordan, director Rolf. Are we calling Rolf a director? What are we calling him? What? Jordan says hard no on that. Not director? He has not been promoted yet. Sorry, Jordan. He's not earned his stripes as of yet. Uh, it's coming, though, I feel. Director, right? assistant on the to the director. Assist yeah, we did this last week. Assistant to assistant the director. Assistant to the director. Yes. Okay, good. Rolf, like hopefully that. you're an office uh, guy. TVA, TV assistant. TV no, no, no. The TVA, assistant. if you've seen Loki, which I know you haven't, it's a completely different thing now. Sorry. I'm, Get on it. Yeah, I got to watch that. The TVA is very uh, different. <laughs> Darren Slade says, wow, you're throwing your dad under the bus on your own podcast. Well, hey, <laughs> that's a power move. That is a power move. <laughs> he, under he understands. He'll take, he's one of those guys who, you know, I'll take this. Take, I'll take accountability. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. He, he knows deep down that it's not true. Now you guys aren't <laughs> going to the Ryder game next week. You're sitting he's not. He's ditching blood. me next week. Hey, do you want to go to the Ryder game next week? What I'm are you doing? A, I'm, a, I'm at a... Uh, You're at a, a golf tournament. I'm at a wedding. Well, that was this weekend. I'm at a oh, wedding. wedding. I'm standing up at a wedding this weekend. Mm -hmm. Shout out to my very, very lifelong friend, Bradley Sanko, hey, getting shout married. shout out to Brad. He's watched a show or two. That's right. Big Ducks fan. John Ohm says you guys are cut off. Okay. Good call. <laughs> anyway, Let's get out of here. Cheers to Brad. Uh, cheers yeah, to Great Western. Cheers to everybody. We will see you next week on Tuesday again and tomorrow on the Rod Peterson Show. Bye for now. See ya.